Hello, beautiful people. It is Wednesday, May 25th, 2022, and this sports show shall begin right now. Yeah. Can't thank you enough for joining us, and although we are a sports show, we would be absolutely terrible, despicable humans if we did not address what has happened in Uvalde, Texas just yesterday. What happened yesterday is despicable. What happened yesterday is incredibly sad. What happened yesterday is incredibly tragic. And although I am not a person that has the answers and nobody in this studio is, we all are on the side of common sense happening and this not becoming a reoccurring occurrence in the world that we currently live in, which is what it kind of feels like every once in a while. You know, last week it was a grocery store. This week it's an elementary school. 19 children lost their life in the country that we call home in this studio i know there's an international audience we are obviously grieving with all of the families and although i know people get all very pissed off and whenever you say nothing but positive thoughts and prayers and good vibes and people say well that's not enough that's not enough they come after you it's like i don't know what else we can necessarily do from where we are i hope that we could be a distraction for some of the people that may be going through some of these terrible times i'm not 100 percent sure if that is our proper role on this day or not, but we will try to do everything we can like we do every single day throughout a lot of things that we do not necessarily enjoy the fact that we are alive while they are happening. Uh, This show has always tried to be the distraction on the screen, the mental vacation, the getaway, and that is what we will continue to try to do today, although what happened yesterday is incredibly sad and goes against everything I think this country is about. Uh, We will try to do our thing to distract and to not distract from the main goal, but distract you from any grievance or negative thoughts and be hopefully a little bit of a getaway, a little bit of a, okay, there is sports that are still happening. Okay, there is a place where I'm allowed to laugh and be comfortable, although not necessarily everything is fantastic and perfect everywhere. That is what we'll try to do today. We've got a lot of great guests joining us. Emmy Award winning Peter Schrager will be here today. Just won an Emmy last night. Unreal. How about it? Steve Kime, general manager of the Arizona Cardinals, will be here in the third hour. There we go. There's some big conversations to be had with the Arizona Cardinals and their quarterback and everything they got going on. I think he's currently at league meetings or maybe on his way out of league meetings that are happening currently where Roger Goodell is saying things that are making headline news. For instance, Pro Bowl needs change. That thing stinks. We've dived into a couple different ways we think we can make it better, how it could be better. I thought more about it last night on some vitamins. Uh, Traveled to Illinois where it's legal, Mm -hmm. came back on some vitamins. Sorry, think about the Pro Bowl. I think we have that figured out. A lot of people do. But is he placing onus on the NFL or ESPN? Because hmm. oh. ESPN is the network home of the Pro Bowl. They're right. the ones that run like the... I believe the the show, the the night Production. before, yeah, the, everything. everything. Yeah. They're the ones that created the quarterback carnival, the thing. So did Roger Goodell say... Uh, what they're doing with Pro Bowl we need to make better or is that an NFL decision to say hey we're not doing a game anymore just all skills challenge take it however you want because if you get some creative people and you put up actual prizes and then money to charity I think you can garner and create some great content but what they're going to say to that is the Pro Bowl game stinks Mm -hmm. worst brand of football on earth yes gets more viewers than the Golden State Warriors and Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, very yeah. interesting. That's what they'll say. Right. Mm-hmm. Hey, it stinks. We all think it stinks. 
Actually, it's maybe the only thing of the year that uh, our fans hate watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At, they hate watch it just so you can tweet about how fucking bad it is. This isn't shit TV that people do that to. Mm-hmm. Reality TV, people watch along just to hate it and bash it online. There's content on the internet that people uh, watch just so they can bash it online. Oh, yeah. The NFL is like, yeah, we're, our Pro Bowl is our hate watch. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, and it gets a lot of viewers. People <laughs> bury it every single year. And I'm going to come out here and say, God, get better. You know, it's got to get better. And what are they actually going to do next year? Probably something similar to what they've done in the past. Yep. Uh-huh. Because we're all going to watch because the NFL knows that we love the sport. We, do. we love the program that they're mm-hmm. running. And if they do make changes to make it a more, you know, um, fulfilling experience, not only for the players, but for the fans to celebrate the players that carry the league year in and year out to the record ratings that they're at. I think everybody would be pumped. Hopefully Goodell allows that to happen. Hopefully the NFL allows that to happen. And we can't wait to watch. So we'll talk to Shregs about that. Mm -hmm. We'll talk to Steve Kime uh, about what he thinks about the rules. Is there any rules changing at the league meetings? I don't know. Rap sheet mentioned a couple. Yeah, I don't know. We'll talk to him how his life changes. And are they going to sign Kyler Murray? The toxic table is here at Ty Schmidt at Boston and Connor. One half of the hammer done. Cowboys Tone Diggs is here. The boys in the back are here. (laughs) Join us now, man, that we do that (laughs) will bring the happiness. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. And we'll bring the good mood because this guy is now an Emmy winner. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, host of Good Morning Football, the Emmy award winning Good Morning Football and NFL Network, Peter Schrager. Standing O, Peter, from everybody. Wow, Wow, hey, you did it, hey! Hey, you won the Emmy, hey! All those years, all that hard work. Here we go now, huh, Peter? Hey, how about, you know, Peter Schrager won it, but how about Michael Davies? Michael Davies just a couple years ago put a show on air with no sound for 35 minutes. Now he is an award winning. Producer, good morning, football. Hey, how about Kyle Brand? Hey, Kyle, Kay, Nate, everybody. It's been the 50 producer. Here we go. Let's go, Shrakes. The baby Shrakes. Yo, uh, thank you guys. Love all of you. <laughs> oh, you were um, boozing last night. Listen yeah. to this guy. Oh, yeah. oh, it was a celebration last night. We won the Emmys. We went after it. Uh, we've been nominated four times. We finally won uh, for best daily show. Listen oh. to listen to this now. That would be you guys. I guess you weren't in the right. I, mean, it, I don't know how they categorize you guys because I feel like oh, this we is the most nominated. popular show going right now. No, Shrags. This is about you. This is not about us. This no. isn't about anybody. It's about Peter Schrager. And I say this beat because it's all subjective we beat pti which is a show that like i think we're all kind of drifting off of that's like the show well, that we me, all watched yeah. and we're like that's the debate show <laughs> yep, yep. uh dan patrick rich eisen now that's the, uh, yeah. the nascar race hub which is yeah, good if you're a nascar show. fan it's like love awesome. it. 180 000 viewers bobby LeBron, I love that show. yeah Good show. Love, Great show. And then uh, Sports Center, which is like fucking Sports Center. So I to that we won, it was really cool. And uh, all seriousness, I'm not kidding because uh, I watched the start of your show, Pat, and it's like yesterday was one of like the darkest days that I've had in a long time with what was going down. And we get to that Sports Emmys, and I don't think anyone in the room was like really down to celebrate like high achievement in sports editing or here's great audio. It was a low, low like mood. Um, there are so many people that work on our show every single day that put in so much work and like for a brief moment it was cool to get recognized with like 
Scott, you know, Scott Van Pelt's in the room and Mike Tarico and Leslie Visser and everyone's clapping for you. Oh, so yeah. we don't want to take away from what's really at hand here. But you said it. Our show, like yours, is a brief distraction or something of joy that you can shut your brain off, get in our little world. We're silly. We're stupid. We have a blast. We talk ball. But at no point do get we robbed. think that that's like the only thing going on. But if we can bring a moment of joy no, no. to people on days like today, hell yeah, that's cool. Is he recognized for it? Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, yeah Shrek. Yeah, and Shrek. by the way, I think that's why we like your show so much because it is just a distraction. And obviously this was everybody that was there last night and there's many others I think you gave credit for. I think 50 producers yeah. and everybody that's been around, you tried to share the love. And behind the scenes, that's a massive deal, right? Winning a sports Emmy, like resume, like um, you too. Like this is a, it's a it's big cool. fucking deal, right? It's cool. I think the moment in the room was cool. Like, no joke. Like, we got up there, and it's like, you know, Fred Goodelli, who produces Sunday Night Footballs there. Awesome. And it's like, oh, I guess he has to at least acknowledge that. Our, you know, Chris Collinsworth won right before us. Tariko won after us. And it's like, we're in the same conversation. So, I, I, you know, to be there in person and to get that, like, to me, that's the cool thing. Resume and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, sure. It's all subjective. I don't know if... Uh, the next Spider-Man is winning off of like their Oscars, but you know what I mean. Like it's cool to be recognized by like the the, the old school and also like the traditional like legit. Here, Holly Rowe's in the room and we're winning, and it's like, come on, like Holly Rowe has to acknowledge that we exist. Like it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, and Good Morning Football. I think you guys have tried to not be the traditional show, and I think that is why it has had so much success. Whenever you guys have one member leave. And then you all go to your houses and just go, rep- what, what's going on? Is this all summer long? Are you guys going from four bucks all summer long? Are you guys yeah, trying no, to figure? I think, I think it's a couple more weeks. Uh, basically, they were like, let's go remote. Let's let's shut it down for a little bit. Make it a little easier lift on everybody as opposed to the 4 a.m. wake up. And also, let's save some costs. It's cheaper to do the shows remote. <laughs> and I know the NFL is hurting for money. So let's, let's really save some costs. <laughs> and then... Um, Maybe use that elsewhere. But uh, I'm not complaining, dude. We were out to like 2 or 3 in the morning. Ooh, hell yeah. And then usually I'd have to be up at 4 in the morning. And today I kind of like rolled out of bed at 5 a.m. They're like, all right, are you confident in Tua? I'm like, I don't give a shit. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> we are, though, by the way. We are yeah, confident. Yeah, so. We do love Tua. We're very happy for Tua. We're very happy for you, though, honestly. We understand, cool. you know, how awesome that had to feel. Kyle Brandt cut a promo this morning. Yeah, Great one. You guys have revolutionized the morning sports conversation. And I think you deserve to be applauded. So congrats to you. Yeah, that's so cool. Uh, yeah, no problem. I'll say, and like, and like to all you guys, and you guys, I've been there in person, and I've told you all directly. But not only do we do we feed off your energy, and you guys raise the bar for us. But I'll say this: the interviews that you're getting on a day to day basis, forget you know, wow, who got tri- the content that you're creating that we can kind of drift off of and we can react off of. And forget Rogers. That's weekly. We'll talk about your interviews with him. But all of the guests, and whether it's a Tom Telesco or a Brandon Bean, like that'll carry our next day's show because it's so it's so important in the off season to have content. And you guys, as a show, not just you, Pat, you guys as a show, ask 
questions that not everybody asks, and you get stuff out of guests that no one else does. So it's so appreciated for us, just as con- content creators, to have you guys doing what you're doing and not having All right. uh, maybe All right. the Enough. executives okay, we get it. down your back. We're thankful. We're very <laughs> thankful. We appreciate that. Thank you for your love, Shrek. Thank you, Shrek. We're Shrek. lucky to add to the sports media world. We do feel that way. And when things go, we feel as if we have you know, benefited everybody in the sports universe. Um, when you think about the future of Good Morning Football, you know, last night was a celebration of what? Yeah. Yeah. The last chapter. Yesterday, almost. When you think about the future, Shrags, and I know you're an insider for Fox on Sundays, and you don't, you know, necessarily love putting the insider cap on, but you are an insider. Hmm. What's going to happen with Good Morning Football? Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're, we're down two hosts right now. Nate, Nate got an Emmy last night, too. He won for, uh, for best personality on air like he won an individual award and we were so excited to celebrate with him but he had already left by the time we won thanks nate appreciate that well he's got a morning show big day yeah, yeah. True. today was probably a lot yeah, actually all jokes aside yeah he probably did have a dude a, hey day. the first day he left good morning football and he went to that morning show we yeah. had it on it was his first hit and it was like I think terrorists were playing bumper cars in yeah. Kabul airport. Yeah, in the air, like that's what he was talking Bro. about. We we're like, holy hell, what a transition from toe drag swag to uh, the terrorists have taken over the Kabul airport. Yeah. It's like, holy shit, what a move! The fact that he still does sports, I think, is good for us, obviously, but probably good for his sanity as well. If I had to guess, I think so. And he's got a lot of range, and he's like, he's the he's a good dude, but like he also does the Nickelodeon, so you get both of that stuff. He gets like this silly, goofy, like I'm slime stuff, but. Um, we haven't filled that chair, and we actually found it to be quite refreshing to get a variety of players coming in and tipping their hat. And like today, when we won the Emmy, I'm like, this isn't like just a, like Michael Robinson, D'Angelo Hall, Chris Carter, Sean O'Hara. Like the list goes on. We've had yeah. so many ex players, and I kind of like it because I riff off the ex player a little bit, and I get different stories each week, and I get different perspectives, and. You know, not that Nate's stories got old, but at the end, Whoa! <laughs> no, 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 no. He and I could finish each other's sentences. So now it's like you have a guy who I don't know the stories that this player is going to tell. I don't know where he's going to take this. And I think it's kind of cool for us. As for Kay's chair, that's going to be an interesting one to fill. She's done. She's moving on. And um, we've got to find a, a host that's going to be a full-time host. And I would think that th- there's going to be a long line of people who would want that. Those are massive shoes to fill. Um, but I, I don't know where they're going for that, and I don't play coach or GM, and I'm just going to sit back, and if they ask my opinion, I'll give it. But for now, I trust the executives to hire hey. someone who's uh, who's going to take care of that hosting job. What if they're like the Packers for like 17 years, and they're like, Shregs and Brant's opinion does not matter. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> don't need it. He's a, I mean, they're the ones that are going to have to have the conversations. They're the ones that are going to have to throw the football to this person right, and break right, the hire yep. with this person. Mm-hmm. We don't want your opinion. Shut up. Just play. <laughs> I hope that's not Makes the case. I hope that's not the case. Yeah, I really mean, if don't. that you guys need to cover that if that's happening. If you guys, it's not. Okay. It's not the case. Uh, but I will tell you honestly, like I don't have a name for you that I could like break here on the. Show. Ah, like, come on. But uh, I'm excited to see, just as you guys are. I, I'm confident in this. You know, I, 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 I'm going to name drop here, but I talked to Kingsbury this morning, oh, and he called so me, cool. and he's like. He's like, this is like, you guys got this award, but like, you just, you know, if anything, that should motivate both you and Kyle that you're still on that show and, you know, you won the award, but like, there's going to be a next chapter and like, let's kick ass next year. And it got me kind of fired up. I'm like, all right, it's a new challenge. And I think we all need that professionally, a new challenge. And 
we're excited to tackle it, whatever it is. You guys just took a trip into the team meeting room there with the Cardinals. Yeah. Sounds oh, yeah. like well, this is the way Cliff motivates. Hey, here we Cliff go. Got me fired up. This yeah, morning. absolutely. <laughs> about to run through a wall. I mean, you got two hours of sleep or whatever out there boozing, celebrating, doing what you got to do. Right. And then you don't care about right. Tua on the NFL Network. <laughs> wow. Wow. Don't get content. That's what Cliff Kingsbury said. You do. You do care about Tua. <laughs> yeah. Come on now. You got to carry the torch of the Emmy winning show now. You and Kyle. what, though? I did have a good take. I was basically like, I think Daniel's really good with quarterbacks. I, I was trying to be cool earlier. Like, I had a good Tua take. I there we go. Hey, there we go. You had that one locked in already. Yeah. You had that one locked that was, in. That producer should have already known that was taking place. We're talking to Steve Kime today. Third out. Oh, that's my dude. That's my dude. I've never met him. I've only talked oh. to him via uh, text. I can't wait. He's the man. Um, couple little things for your interview with Kime, if you want. Sure, hey, he sure. and Blake Shelton are I mean, really whatever. tight, and they've got great Blake stories. Shelton. Kime spent time on the Blake Shelton tour bus, went on tour with Shelton, and they've got some stories. And B, <laughs> I would say, Kime, Kime, Kime's got some cool stories about his playing days. Yes, he was a player briefly in NFL training camps, and uh, bounced around a little bit, but he's like the pride of York, Pennsylvania. He is all good, Western PA, like the man. All right. Fucking thank you for that. The boys have some questions. Is that okay? What do you mean he went on tour? Was he singing with Blake Shelton, <sighs> playing a, a, mu a musical instrument? Traveling with the band. Like a roadie? A little bit. A little bit. Steve. I don't think I understand what you're saying. He had his own bus. He was driving with the team. He was flying with the band. Blake he Shelton went on tour a couple summers ago and said, why don't you hang out with and see a show? And like over like they went to like four different cities and Kime was on the was on the crew. <laughs> All awesome. time. What a weapon. Oh man. That had to be fucking <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah. Good for Let me him. carry a speaker. I don't know if that's Blake Shelton. What you guys just said. Some beach? Is yeah, it is, I think. No, uh, flip me the bird, and then I'm gone. The beach. beach. I think yeah, that's Blake Shelton. Oh, I like yeah. Old Red. Old Red, great song. Love got me in here. Love got me out. How about that dog? Huh? That yeah. dog just wanted to make babies. Yeah, hey dog. Now there's long hair and blue hair all in the south. Mm -hmm. Love got me in here, and love got me yeah. out. Banger. That is an absolute heater. Found play it. Look, I found my wife with another man. I mean, it cost me ninety nine on a prison farm in Georgia, close to the Florida line. I don't know. That makes sense. Anyways, his wife cheated on him. He fucking killed him. Went to jail. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Took him a couple years. Okay. Made the warden his friend. Okay. So he sentenced him to a life of ease, oh. taking care of okay. old Red, which Sha was his dog. Shawshank. Redemption. Now old Red was the damnedest dog. That he'd ever seen. Okay. He was a something hound. He was a four-legged hunting machine. So Ooh, people would escape, but they could never outrun Red. Send Red, Red after would him. All, yeah, Red would always go get him. So Blake, in the song, made the warden his friend, took care of uh, Red, the, the dog, dog. Got a friend to bring another dog. Okay. Old Red would go, fuck said dog. Have a good time. Come back. Did this numerous times. So then one night, Blake set up the dog to go that way with the, to go fuck somebody. Went the opposite direction. And and he's out of jail. Love got me in here. Love That's God. awesome. Old Red. Old Red's the fucking damnedest dog I've ever seen. Hell yeah. Ain't a horny Dude, that son was of awesome, Pat. Ain't that a horny good. son no of a bitch. Sure. like a rabbit. Huh? What's that, Shrinks? That was good, man. Hey, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, there's no executives here, you know, so I can just kind of... <laughs> No suits. Yeah, there's no suits. We gotta do whatever we gotta do. But yeah, it's a good song. Good song. Hell yeah. Oh, Red though, you, you 
you can get through the swamp in the wet sand, I think. I forget all of it, but he... But he gets Quick sand, yeah. Fucking mm-hmm. red will get you. Anyways, Ty, your question for Shregs. Shregs, any uh, movement on Flying Coach Season 2? Okay, I mean, yeah. I know you haven't really... You said that that might just be kind of a one-and-done thing, but I got to tell you, man, in these dog days of summer, uh, uh, Season 2 of uh, Flying Coach yeah. would be very nice. You know... I, I begged him, and I won't do it without McVeigh. I begged him. He's just out. He's like, uh, you know, he's oh. he's hit the wall from doing like interviews and he's like, I'm gonna just enjoy this off season. He's getting married this off season. He's got his honeymoon. Congrats, he's like, coach. we'll pick it up another off season. But I'm upset. I love doing it. And ironically, the the guys that got hired would have been so good. Like McDaniel's such a character. You guys had him on. Like we we both get along well with him. We both get on well with O'Connell. Um, Hackett's a character. Like all these new coaches. Sean and I would have had a good time with it, and we talked about it. But uh, it's his decision. He's saying no, and well, yeah, it's our Amazon loss, offered so him bummed, twenty but, uh, million. I I totally <laughs> How much are you going to have to pay him to host a show on Spotify? <laughs> now he knows what his value is potentially in the booth. He's like, yeah, definitely do another one. Spotify, fifteen million. Yeah. <laughs> he did it. He did it for free last year. So oh, yeah, it ain't happening again. Give him, give Super Bowl champ now. I mean, if you're good at it. Yeah. He's great though. He's he's got a he's, he's got something waiting on him if he wants. Yeah. He knows that, right? Isn't that going to tempt him like three four years? To, every off season, it's going to tempt him, isn't it? Yes, I think it might <laughs> tempt him in a month when he's bored and he's like, "Wait, what am I doing? I got to do this all over again." Yeah, no, he's really good at it and he liked it, so uh, he'll have opportunities. And uh, you see some of these numbers that these guys are getting. Like, uh, trust me, he's aware. Let's go. Somebody might offer him like fucking fifty million dollars yeah. after that Brady contract, and he's he's going to be like, no, I need to watch more film. Actually, I got to go drop. I got to go drop this play. Well, you're 37. You could technically do this for like 15 years if you wanted. And guess what? Still go back. Coaching's still yeah. there. Still, still got time. Still, can I tell you? Can I tell you? He was in New York last Monday. We got together, and Stafford was in town. I never hung with Stafford, and three of us got together briefly before they did stuff for like the ABC. Like the two of them. It's like they were the perfect marriage. They get along so well, and they we got together, and I oh, thought, like, all right, here we go. Like, let's hit. They just were talking ball, and it was, like, stuff that I don't understand, ball, ball, you know, yeah. like route, route combinations and telling stories about, like, what Cooper Cup did in this game and that game. And I'm like, I don't know if there's a better coach and quarterback bond. They speak the same language. They're the same age, and it's, like, two best friends going to battle every day and then you add in all the other talent on that team like they're not going away anytime soon as long as those two are together do they um did they show up together or did stafford show up late no they showed up together they they rolled together because i was gonna stafford Stafford come late to your show no 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 never (laughs) stafford's never been on this show and we had like come on but one of his closest friends, I guess, pretty close to our business there for like mm-hmm. two years. Yeah. Stafford yeah. came on. No big deal. And also the PR person for the Rams is a stooge. <laughs> uh, nonetheless, did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I said that because you're on. Yeah. You had to hear that. Yeah. That's how we feel. Mm-hmm. Get McVay. Yeah. Anyways, don't need McVay on the show. We're done with it. But McVay and Stafford, they fooled that, you think, into this, into hug yes. when they see each other? Into the hug, into the whole thing. Look. They, they also were in this, like, Top Gun commercial, which I, I was cringing when they told me they were doing this. I was like, this is going to be the corniest thing. Please, please don't do this. Like, I, and then I saw it, and I was like, it's kind of cool. I'm like, ah. Yes, it's definitely like, cool. Yeah. Are kidding me? Dude, yeah. Stafford has to love that Applebee's? he's in L.A. How happy are they that they're in L.A. right now? 
Stafford is so happy, and he, he does no nothing against Detroit. It's wow. just like this is it's everything he possibly could have wanted, and it happened. And then he's raising a young family, and like they live in LA, and he's happy. Like he's cool, he's good. Well, they might go back to Detroit. Kelly Stafford yeah. said that on a radio. Yeah. Interview. Did Something she? Like. Yeah. yeah, it was for a charity event they were doing, and you it know, was in Detroit. It was in Detroit. Good pop, good local pop. Sure. Her, yeah, hey, I love the Staffords. I'm a big fan. I'm happy it's all working out for him. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Pete, you're tied in with all the GMs in the NFL. Now that Shanahan said Jimmy Gosh. G's getting traded once uh, you know he recovers from his shoulder surgery, where the hell is he going? Because I know you know. I don't have a team. I don't have a market for him. Come and I on, think dude. like even Kyle, when he said that, was like, he'll get traded eventually, but the shoulder surgery kind of put things on pause. I don't think they knew that he was getting that shoulder surgery when he did, and it was right at the combine when sort of the trades start happening, and that kind of stopped the market, and it really puts them in a bind. They're too smart, too savvy to trade him for 20 cents on the dollar, but right now there is no market that I know of of teams banging down the door for Jimmy G. Maybe training camp if there's an injury or something, but gosh, you're trading for a guy you haven't seen him throw a football, and it's a $25 million payday and a price tag, so... I don't I don't know what the market was. I've been saying this since free agency, by the way, when everyone's like, oh, you can't keep them both. They're both there still, and we're heading towards June. When's, his, when's he going to be thrown again? The hope is by early July he's thrown again. But even then, like, what does that mean? I don't know. Instagram it's, clips. Yeah. yeah. He'll get you know picked I mean? up right away. Probably be shirtless with his uh, gabagool subway. Yeah. yeah. His grandma. Maybe throw the subway. Like uh, Happy Gilmore with yeah. the golf. Now we're throws talking. the sub into somebody's mouth mm-hmm. 30, 40 yards down the field. Who wants the gabagool? Yeah. Sign that. Boom. Trades on yeah. the table right there. As long as it's a great throw, idea. And it's Here great we commercials. go. Thank you. I don't, the Niners should maybe do it if they want to trade them. Yeah. It sounds like Shanahan does, though, right? That, doesn't it? Well, they, they've been pretty candid. And like even John Lynch was on with me at the combine and was like, we're going to do what's right for Jimmy and for us. But you don't trade Jimmy Garoppolo as a starting quarterback in the NFL for a 2028 seventh sure. round pick. Like, you got to get something back in return. And I don't know if, you know, you look at, you look at Carolina and you say, okay, well, that's a good fit, right? Because they. Uh, it's Carolina's not offering anything right now. Like they're not just going to trade them for twenty cents on the dollar. So Carolina's pumped with who they have, then, huh? Is that Matt Corral's gig down there? You think? No, I think it's Sam Darnold's. I wouldn't close the door on Baker yet, though. Yeah, I think to to oh, 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 really? Bonker. Yeah, I think so. I Cleveland think just has to pay, right? Say, hey, let, let the best man win here. But I think it's Darnold's for now, and Corral's number two. Cleveland has to pay the salary, though. That's what everybody's saying, right? That's what I think would be the arrangement there, or at least a majority of it. But Carolina hasn't expressed any interest yet. It just makes too much sense. Them or Seattle for Baker. I don't know. Seattle seems to be happy yeah. with Drew Locke and Geno Smith at the moment, which I, I'm not going to question that, but it seems like Baker would be an upgrade from both of those guys. Whoa. Peter. Whoa. Well, I don't know who we're woeing, I guess. Because yeah, we woed, just kind of a shot at Baker, I guess. Yeah. And then since yeah, we woed, kind of a shot at Drew, Drew Locke and, and Geno Smith. Yeah. Both. And we respect West Virginia here. I know that. Uh, much uh, mad respect for Geno Smith. Hell, football player. Came in last year whenever, you know, that uh, mallet finger happened mm-hmm. for us. Sunday night game. Played really well. Absolutely. Did his thing. Slang the rock. How yeah, you doing? Keep it down. moving. I hope they all get awesome. to compete for the job. Awesome. We don't know who we woed there, right? No. no. Well, no. We just like to woe sometimes. Yeah, yeah. woe. You know, that's well, another great song back in the day. Go ahead, uh, Tom Diggs. <laughs> yeah, Shregs, now that uh, Omar Khan is going to be the GM for the Pittsburgh Steelers, like when you were a little boozed up last night, do you just send text to new GMs like, hey, if you ever need a shoulder 
to cry on or, or talk to or something like that just so you could get in have you have you texted omar yet yeah i texted him no, he's it. a good dude i've known him for years because he's been there for years and i had no relationship with colbert ever and so oh. i have never gotten information from omar or anything but like through the years you go to these things and he's always been such an awesome dude to speak with he's smart he's always been a guy that i'll ask questions off season whatever like salary cap type stuff and he's pretty savvy with that stuff here's the deal with what they did they went around the world and back again interviewing yeah, 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 all yeah. Di- <laughs> interviewing all different GM candidates and they knew that they had a really good candidate right under their nose but he outdid all those candidates and the guy that was in the building is who they hired but Omar We all knew that was going to happen, face. right? He's been doing this thing for 17 years I think in Pittsburgh 20. and he was the best candidate and they interviewed 20. a lot of people right. and a lot of people <laughs> multiple times and he still got the job. So he's earned it in every single way, and he's going to be picking right up from Kevin Colbert. Every Yenzer immediately upon this job opening, right, said they're going to hire from within the building, though? Wasn't yeah. that kind of the – the immediate thought is always with the Steelers. That is coming from their university. That, that is how the Pittsburgh Steelers have always operated. Right? It was Omar it, who's kind of on the finance side, and then Brandon Hunt who was kind of on the scout, uh, scout side. Um, they went with Omar, and then they brought in from the scout side the guy from the Eagles. So those Andy Weedle, who's yeah. great – Hey, a lot of people out of the Howie Roseman factory. Now, they gave Andrew Barry credit for that on Ari Mirov, and Andrew Barry, obviously, from the Colts. But um, it does feel like a lot of the Eagles staff get gigs. A lot of high respect for Howie. Is that what that is, or what do you think? Hey, I, t- I did a whole segment on it two weeks ago because of the diversity that he's bringing out. Catherine uh, Raish goes. Uh, she gets a job in Cleveland. She's one of the highest-ranking females in all of uh, sports media, in all sports executives. And then you talk about Ian Cunningham and Brandon Brown and over the years, uh, Andrew Barry, of course. But then you add in and Andy Weidel, who's going to go uh, now and, and join Come Pittsburgh. Home. But also uh, Joe Douglas, the GM of, of the Jets, was with uh, Howie for a year in, in Philadelphia and said that really – or a couple of years really helped him go. Howie gets a lot of slight, but one thing they do really good, it's like almost like an incubator there for young talent. And if I was to tell anyone trying to get into the NFL, like – Send your resumes out because it could happen. And then Philadelphia is one of those places that not only embraces it, but they help develop you and help you grow. And then, of course, Howie always is is good with the numbers, too. So you learn the full thing where you learn the football, but you also learn the business of the side. Well, congrats to Howie becoming a front office factory, whatever I'm saying. Congrats to you on winning a damn Emmy. Thank you for the information on Steve Kime. We just looked up the photos from him on tour with Blake Shelton. He looks awesome yeah. on tour. Can't wait to chat about that with him and that, also the Kyler Murray what stuff. What would it take to get you guys on Good Morning Football this offseason, even if it's remotely, like a pop-on? Is that going to have to take like a big favor, or you don't do that? I understand. I mean, you guys haven't had me on the first three years of your existence. <laughs> you know, I'm friends with basically everybody on the show. I've never been, yeah. never been on. Yeah. I was actually That's on fair. set a couple times. Yeah, right yeah. next door. Was never invited on. Yeah. I think it's because Michael Davies is so embarrassed by the fact he put me on camera for 30 minutes with no sound. <laughs> what is that? Quickly, what is that story? Because I don't know the story. story. It was Just one of the greatest it? produced shows of all time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was for what the show was it? Barstool Tailgate Show. Me and okay. Portnoy and Trent, I believe, that particular day. I don't know if JSB was with us yet. Yep. We were in Iowa, live on location from a house. Probably 100 people in the front yard of this house there. Pretty electrified probably our best show probably the best show we did from front to back crowd was wild crowd was insane it was a great weekend of college football was the kickoff you know the iowa game 
30 some minutes we did a show got off uh, the front porch that we were doing the show looking from. around like we did great right hopped in a car we were hopping on a private plane because I had a uh, stand up thing to do mm-hmm. that night in Purdue Correct. and Portnoy was coming with and we were in the car and my wife's text come through, uh, comes through green and I realized I didn't have any service or whatever and it said no sound and uh, <laughs> then like 20 more text messages came through from her and other people that were like, there's no sound, there's no sound, there's no sound. And then Portnoy, I actually hear his phone start vibrating because none of us had service because how many people were in the confined area that we were in, in Iowa. So we didn't even know until like 30, like literally 20 minutes after the show ended that we were completely muted for 35 minutes or whatever. Michael Davies production, now he's winning sports Emmys. (laughs) I've never got an apology, I don't think, ever. Never explained to me. Never talked to me. Just then that show got canceled. Then that show got canceled. And think about that. Me and Portnoy in front of hundreds of people yeah. in all these college towns, show got canceled. Never really. That show should have been, and it still is. They still pack out parking lots and everything. But I th- we all thought, and I thought as we're doing, like, oh, this show is going to become. Oh, yeah. And then it got canceled. I had no sound one week. We had no. Well, we got canceled. <laughs> yeah, hey, can I tell you something? Because I've been through all these things. It's over. It all works out. It does. Davey's got an Emmy for yeah. it. Davey's got an Emmy, and you're hosting SmackDown in my my little son at five and a half years old. I was like, this guy's crazy. I love this dude. And That's like, awesome. <laughs> so I got range. You know what I mean? I got range there. Pretty cool. Davey's okay. a good guy. We didn't, we didn't need Iowa. We're good. Hey, Davey's a good whoa, guy? Whoa. Davey's is the man. Good okay. dude. All right. That's interesting. He's an Emmy winner. British. Yeah, British yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seemed like a great guy. Great guy. Got one of the best gifts I have. The gift of me so, doing this yeah. is from that. Because I didn't know we were muted, obviously. There was conversation happening over top of me. So everything we did was being psychoanalyzed. <laughs> we had every every movement we made, you know what I mean? So it was quite a quite a show. I was lucky to be part of that show. You know, and congrats to Davies. Anyways, Shrags, enjoy a nap or two. Uh, enjoy some water. And continue carrying that flag of the Emmy-winning Good Morning Football, pal. You deserve it. We appreciate you. Thank you, guys. Love you all. Hey, we love you, too. Ladies love and gentlemen, Peter Schrager. Yeah. say he's the face of Ohio not just because his face kind of resembles the shape of the state of Ohio sure. Mm-hmm. but because he is an Ohio guy if you were to literally put together a mock Ohio guy yes zero concussions while being the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers in the middle of the concussion lead with your head era yep Whoa. so what's that mean was well, skull incredibly thick oh. too thick Tough. Tough. What? Hates mouth guards because the science, he says, causes concussions as opposed to the other. So much so on one tackle that didn't cause a concussion, (laughs) he actually made his tooth vanish into dust because he hit somebody so square that his jaw cracked in there, Mm -hmm. tooth, spitting dust. Like when people eat saltine crackers. Mm-hmm. He's fucking canine, this guy. Did not cause a concussion. No. no. Fucking lost the hardest part of your body, the fucking tooth. The, the, the thing that is literally just bone on the outside. Callus yeah. vanished. Vaporized. Boom. Mm-hmm. Brain didn't bobble once. No. Not even no. a little. He's toxic as hell. Oh, yeah. He won a college football national championship with the Ohio State Buckeyes. Wow. Still lives in Ohio, from Ohio. Ohio's greatest football player ever Uh and Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup champion, COVID survivor, 
AJ Hawk. Yeah. 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 Woo. How you Woo. doing, AJ? Yeah, appreciate the great intro. Obviously, uh, you took your own liberties with what may be truthful, but you know what? I appreciate your passion. Rebuttal to what I said. What do you mean? Just about any, what? There's no. too many things. What do you mean? Just many, anything. Pick so one. Things. Anything. What? What did I say that was wrong? What did I, I say? Mean, all do of it. it. Like. My tooth wasn't vaporized. Oh, you, you said it turned into dust. Disintegrated. The majority it. of it did, but I found a few flecks that I was trying to get back to the trainer. And maybe we could rebuild this joke. <laughs> like it's a toe on ice? I can't claim to be Ohio. Believe me, there are so many that came before me and that will come out. Oh, <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Even yeah. more I don't want to be that person. Thank you. Yeah, that's, he, listen. When you started your intro, I thought it was Herbie. I was like, oh, sweet. Herbie's on. I can watch, watch you talk to Herbie. No, Herbie has picked against Ohio State once in the past. Yeah. So I believe yeah. Herbie was potentially on the odds with yeah. Ohio because he picked against Ohio State mm -hmm. maybe one time in the history of college game day. And he's like, move. Get out. <laughs> Kick him out of the state, this fucking traitor. I think it's a good thing, though, you get to represent the state of Ohio. Don't you, AJ? Yeah, I'm from here. I, I've been all over, and I, I enjoy it here in Ohio. I choose to live here. So, yeah, why not? You and Dave Chappelle. Yep, only two should be the Gulf Springs. Yeah, not too far from where I grew up in Dayton. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I would like to potentially, you know, see a Chappelle Hawk, you know, campaign go whether it's local, yeah. right? County senator, whatever, or governor, just to turn Ohio uh, into what it can gloriously become. Not that it isn't already. There was a full scouting report by Dr. Prof Donut on the Is internet. Is that what all this was about? All this buildup? Yes. So you could show this thing? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, still a top five pick in life. If you were to go through the AJ Hawk scouting report that was put together by a third party, mm -hmm. right. an independent evaluator mm -hmm. that we did not hire or know, nope. put together a full scouting report on the man that is Ohio, mm -hmm. the man that is A.J. Hawk. All this does is just encourage people to continue to do things like this. No! As a, as a what? what do you mean? I mean, people are very creative, though, so hey, I appreciate it. I appreciate the passion, like I said, for you. Let's go through the strengths. That was laid out by somebody, once again, we do not know. No, no idea. He is faster, ran a 4-4. Four -four. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Stronger, Taurus Peck, still max mentioned 400 some pounds. Yep. Mm -hmm. No. And tougher, once again, zero concussions, had a tooth turn into vapor yeah. in the middle of a game. Brain didn't move. Nope. <laughs> than most human beings. I think that's an accurate scouting report Absolutely. there to begin, don't you? Yeah, I mean, no way to ever judge toughness, but fine, you can move on. Oh, there is. How many games did you miss? I mean, in the, yeah, in the league, I guess one, really. Can you hold up your hand real quick? Your fingers? No. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Let's see those fucking... Come on. Come on. Come on. No, Let's see those fingers. Why don't you keep, keep moving? I want to see what the next one is. Do it. Show us the goods. Has money and connections <laughs> with people with even more money. Definitely a strength. thousand percent true. Remember, you were down at the Masters. You were doing your thing. You were at that Emmy party. You were uh, high, high fluting, tooting around yep. with the, uh, the the shrimp cocktail. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, all that stuff. Rogers mm -hmm. is his best friend. He's going to be a billionaire yep. soon. At that party that Ace Ventura walked into looking for fucking Snowflake. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sam Ace. That he was at that. What's that? Sam Ace. That was his party. That was his name at the party. Yeah. Yes, Sam Ace. <laughs> yeah. That was at a party that AJ Hawk is usually at, attends, mm -hmm. and throws oh, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. Carnival in his backyard. Accurate still. I mean, sure. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Responsible adult. 
Okay. Sure. Now, loses a little bit of legitimacy here, right? Yeah. <laughs> More than a little bit. A little bit. I mean, you got to look past that, though. Every evaluator is going to have a flaw. This might have been the one that is yeah. on this entire sheet. Sure. Yeah, falling asleep while driving with your kids in the car. Wow. You just can't. That does get addressed, though. So you, yeah. You get a They're not in the car. They are very active in the car, so you could not fall asleep with them. <laughs> I don't believe you. But no, like... Him getting his kids, uh, you know, ready and stuff like that. Like, also, that's very responsible. Cheesecake Factory every single day, Super Bowl week, making sure we were all fed uh, and ready to yeah, go. True. You know? Responsible. Yeah. True. A week worth of groceries, too. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Always true. has water. Cannot be really swayed, stubborn as fuck. I do believe this is the only thing on this entire sheet here that also have uh, he can't drive like a normal human being mm -hmm. uh, sunsets really fuck him up jumping I have one other issue with this that I'll, I'll explain later but okay. yeah, only one other one yeah you might have one yeah and uh, having breaking news he stinks at obviously yeah. he does have breaking news right. but actually Same. breaking breaking news is definitely a weakness and there's other great things on there this was the only thing that he commented on my post about. The mm -hmm. only thing. None of these other things were a problem. Falling asleep while driving with it. Yeah, <laughs> Sunsets doing this entire thing. Uh, you know, having news, not breaking it, being just not a champion of news on this show. Yeah, Everything is. on there. He was mad that people called him stubborn. That this independent part, that out of this whole thing, stubborn was the one that you were like, nope, not fucking having it. Why is that? You believe stubborn people are bad people? That was what crossed the line for you? No, I believe there's all different levels. Like, yes, it is good to be stubborn on things that you believe in and then things that you think, so you know, you'll work your balls <laughs> off for and you'll go try. But I am not stubborn on stupid things that don't matter. Like, I don't sit there and do that. I know people that are stubborn just to be stubborn because they want to be right. I oh. try to stay away from being that person. Don't think you'll become um, that successful or grow if when you're wrong, you can't acknowledge it, forgive yourself and move on. Like that. Yeah. I think you have to do that. Being able to do that is a weapon. I honestly believe that. Because think about the situations, and I used to not be able to do it, obviously. You could tell, um, like, when I was a teenager and shit, I was a fucking asshole of a kid, too. <laughs> My parents, I couldn't even imagine what it was like. But when you get humbled numerous times and, like, your flaws just get displayed, I think sports do this. I think sports cause you to almost, like, when I got those death threats, Okay, and my life ended. And I let down my teammates and the entire city and everything. Boy, that's a new like, well, I was obviously wrong. The way I was going about things wasn't right because this is where I'm at. So you have to like open. Once you like realize that, what a game changer just for life. I don't want to get too serious into a conversation here. Alf, a very accurate scouting report. Yeah, even, yeah. even the stubborn one. I, I mean, yeah. even the stubborn one for sure. It refuses to fix the internet in Ohio right. ever. to ever do it. But I think that's a weapon of yours. And I think that's cool that we actually talk about it aj it's real humanized of you well it's funny that uh yes this funny how this show can weave in between like wow. things like this and all of a sudden like real situations so yeah it's, i guess i'm i don't have as big an issue with being stubborn as i thought i did last night maybe well it was the only thing that really caught your eye yeah. this whole yeah. fucking thing hashtag there's one other thing i disagree with what so yeah we're not going through it good people i got a few messages when i checked about this People trying to claim I didn't beat my shellfish allergy. That's an absolute joke. It is gone. I can eat as much <laughs> as much broccoli as I want. I absolutely beat it. I will prove it however you want me to do it, but I'm just telling you. I absolutely beat it. <laughs> That's a clip. I uh, love that. You're out there beating it off. The um, shell, oh, yeah, yeah, the shellfish. I set myself up. Yeah, you did. You did. The shellfish just thing. Just like you beat that guy's name all right off of him. And by the way, he did change it on social media. Yeah. We talked about yeah. that. Right. About how that's a smart decision to do yeah. that. Whoever, yeah, congrats. 
Congrats to him. Yeah. Right. Congrats. On his arms, his new name. Yeah. yeah. All above. His, his new but title. His, your commitment to microdosing yourself so you can hobnob with the high society is something that was... That's not why I did it. How many times yes, I got to tell is. you? That's not why I did it, man. You did. You said mm -hmm. the shrimp cocktail at the Black Tie Fair where Sam Ace came in looking for a dolphin, yeah. found a shark... That is where you had a breakout, you had hives, you couldn't breathe, you looked like a fool in front of all of these super rich people. You said, this ain't going to happen ever again. The next black tie affair, honey, Laura, when's the next black tie affair? Six months. All, all right. right. Let me Google this thing. You go in there, you micro. I did not Google it. This was before microdosing was a thing. Whoa. Whoa. You created microdosing. <laughs> not at all. I did not create the anything. The founder. Wow. Holy shit. Put it in the strengths. Add it to the list. Yeah. yeah microdosing that... was a thing, but it wasn't like as common as it is now. Okay. So you started. You're and it the, was not because I wanted fathers. to go to those. Yeah. It had nothing to do with being at those events, Pat. You know that. It's because shrimp cocktail looked very good. I didn't care about cooked <laughs> shrimp. I didn't care about hot shrimp, warm Anything in an actual meal, I just wanted cold shrimp cocktail That's that right. I could dip in the old red so. sauce. How did it taste? Was it good the first time you had it? Like the first time seeing red color? Sauce. Oh, yeah. I mean, after I finally got there to where I could eat one whole shrimp, it was awesome. <laughs> Still eat it to this day or no? You just have that grilled chicken and uh, plain rice. Right. No, I'll get it. But the only time I get it is if we do, like, we're at a nice restaurant and someone's oh. getting shrimp cocktail. Like, hey, will you eat shrimp cocktail? I said, absolutely. Oh, so you think that's oh, potentially yeah. why I say that? Because the only place the shrimp cocktail is, is at one of those uh, events that I laid out exactly? Well, all, mainly because I'm not big into having, like, seafood in my house. I just feel nobody like it smells is. for days. Yeah, nobody, I've never, I've never walked into somebody's house and there have been shrimp cocktail just sitting there, you know? like never. Always an event. Shrimp cocktail, always an event or at a restaurant. I don't think people just, that's why I automatically assume that, it had to be so bad at that first big event where your face just... Oh, my God. That's not where it happened. Was it a karate deal, <laughs> you think? Yeah. Oh, no. He was yep. sitting Dojo. at a super nice steak restaurant, and it was a place that was going to teach him the original, you know, <laughs> kick thing that he had on the internet, or maybe that Cyber Max. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. Whatever the hell that Power thing was. Power Max. He was, yeah, they were going to close the deal. You know, after his big workout, they're mm -hmm. going to dinner. They were going to close the deal on him owning a percentage of the fucking Power Max, and then he had one shrimp cocktail. Like, this guy can't even handle it. This guy's the entire deal. Is that what happened? Your whole face? You couldn't breathe? Is that what happened, man? That is not, I, that's not how I became aware that I was allergic to shellfish, no. How'd you, be, how'd you learn? Did you just have... Because that, that was, kills people, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was somewhere. I was down uh, on um, a spring break, I believe, maybe so, junior year in high school, sophomore year. I don't know. And somebody, we, they're going to try lobster. That seems cool. And I tried it, and then, like, 20 minutes later, people are asking me what's up, and my eyes basically swelled shut and whatever. Oh, oh no. And Hitch. Yeah. What a shame. He was really But then, you know what I said, though? I've told you this. I was like, that. it absolutely is not worth the hype. Like, lobster is not worth, like, what everyone says. No, shrimp cocktail, not either. And yeah. I need 57 claws of lobster to get enough meat to get full. You're ha yes, and crab legs, too. You might as well get 4,000 of yeah. them. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they, it's a fun time, though. It's a fun time. Yeah. Uh, Diggs, it sounds like you would eat shrimp cocktail every single night at the house. Okay, so... That's uh, what I said. Did you hear that? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 You, got, you were talking about the events and not having a house or whatever. When I was a single guy and I, I would go grocery shopping like once a month or whatever... And you walk by like the the freezer aisles. Sometimes at nice at some places they do have they the fall. shrimp cocktail like platter 50. in there, and I would just grab that for for dinner or whatever. <laughs> That's awesome. That is I awesome. Love, yeah, that is Those are I love shrimp cocktail. They the the plastic ones are yes. Like yeah. if um if we were hosting anything at the house, 
straight to the grocery store. Give me this plastic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Give me the plastic container that has the dip already yeah. in the middle. It's always a hit. It's always a hit. It always, always gets eaten because yeah. it's a celebration. It feels yeah. like shrimp cocktail is a celebration. It is more yeah. Sundays than not during the football season. I will have a fucking shrimp cocktail <laughs> for the game. No way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What a sophisticated man. You know, I feel like in my eyes, I'm like, God damn, that's next level stuff getting in there buffalo chicken dip shows up there's another oh, celebration. Yeah. oh yeah, yeah. That, that's far and few between but because you can just run down to the local supermarket and grab a big platter of shrimp cocktail absolutely can you still do that is there a shrimp shortage right now or you can no? get it delivered know. on doordash what do you mean what well yeah he gets it from cheesecake factory once oh, every right. four months oh, yeah. no i don't get i don't get shrimp cocktail at the house but that does you know i've been to a few usually like cookouts or something they may have a, a tray of shrimp cocktail inside all right let's move on let's talk sports please Great to see you, AJ. Top five pick. Scouting report. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, we're lucky to have you on this show, AJ. You know that? Uh, hey. How many I'm years, lucky to be how many here, years has this been? How many years has this Ooh. been? Here? Yeah. We Well, since we've been officially doing stuff consistently, it was like the day COVID shut everything down in March. What, how many years ago? Yeah, I was going to say it's March like 26, 27 months right now. What a run, AJ. Huh? What a fucking run. Could you ever imagine? It's gone imagine? pretty quick. I could have never imagined us talking to you every fucking day, basically. Wow. Yeah. It's awesome. Me either. Yeah. I was not ever so planning on. Oh, yeah. That was good. Huh? Uh-huh. Right? Was that what yeah. it was? Yeah. Man. That was so long ago, but not at all. Yeah. Do we still have that song? Remember when we did the uh, potting contest or whatever? No one can hear AJ. Couldn't hear AJ. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you guys. I got roped into something. <laughs> was so yeah. mad. What was that, two hours? Yeah, there's yeah. faces oh, yeah. in the clouds in the video. <laughs> the Office Olympics. This is yep. stupid. You guys can't even hear can't me. can't even hear him say it. Is anybody? We couldn't, but it was the whole video, yeah. though. You were one of the yeah. only voices that yeah. could be heard on the video. It worked out well. It worked out better than we could have ever imagined. What an idea that was. <laughs> I remember I ran up to do that. It was like at nighttime. Okay, you got to come commentate office golf or whatever. And I was like, got home, ran up here to do it. I remember doing it. Whenever I got done, I don't don't know who, my wife or someone was like, how'd it go? I was like, really good. It was awesome. (laughs) It was like two hours. Oh, yeah. A long time. How many kids do you have? Four. (laughs) So we appreciate the fact that you spend your day with us. Very appreciative of it. Let's dive into football. Steve Kimes joined us one hour from now, AJ. I can't. There's like big shit to talk about with him. It seems like there's a ton to talk about with him, right? Former player, too. <laughs> former offensive lineman. Feels like he very much is appreciative of the players. They've gone all in over there in Arizona. Feels like around Kyler. Now, will Kyler remain? Who knows? But J.J. Watt and numerous other people brought into the desert to get that team off wow. and running. I would wonder how nice it feels for Steve Kime to be empowered, it feels like, by the new ownership. Like the son mm-hmm. took over the team or whatever, and it feels like they're going all in more and more. He has to be – that's a dream job, right? Yeah. yeah. If you have an owner that goes all in and you're an offensive lineman, you know football damn well, and you have all the access to do whatever the fuck you need to do to get a winner, you bring in Cliff Kingsbury, which a lot of people judged whenever it happened. Mm-hmm. He was offense coordinator for USC for like three weeks at the time. He had already been fired from Texas Tech, and they lost their last game to Baylor pretty bad in the Texas shootout down in Dallas – well, Arlington, Texas, yeah. on the call, Sean Kelly, A.J. Hawk, and myself. Wow. We watched his last college football game, and the conversation was, oh, Cliff's getting fired. Remember? We were like, are we breaking this on the air during this happens that he's getting fired because it was kind of up in the air? He gets fired, goes to USC, becomes a head coach in a fucking NFL. That's a massive decision that I guess is boding very well. He just signed a new deal over there. I mean, it seems to be set up perfectly, especially for Steve, K- or Steve Kime. My bad. I bet... I do want to ask him, like, 
Yeah, everything's set up. Everything looks great. Obviously, Kyler is a guy that does things we've never seen anybody do before. That also brings a lot of added pressure. Like, hey, you better win, oh. and you better win right now. Yeah, there's some coaches that I've heard speak off out of the building that have like, yeah, they're probably going to want to win, but not too much. You know, mm. you win ten games this year, and then you win nine games next year. Like yeah. the natural thing is like, well, who's what's going on? My this same team was able to win ten games. You guys win nine. It has to be on the coaches or whatever. I'm like, no, no, we should be trying to win fucking. 60, you guys should be trying to win 16 fucking games seven, <laughs> at the time, 16 games, now 17 games. Every single year, what are we even doing? He's, yeah, 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 sure. One team's been able to do it in the history of the NFL, but yeah, I'm sure my guy wants to go get fired after one year after the team gets worse <laughs> or whatever. You know, that's a those things really happen because people are thinking 100% professionally. Doesn't feel like Steve's doing that or Cliff, which is why I'm pumped. You know, it feels like they know the NFC West is fucking murderers row yeah. it's only going to continue to get better because of the goddamn. i mean the rams they're going all in for at least another two three years they're going to go the niners are i mean they got a debo samuel situation to figure out and it feels like trey lance is going to be their quarterback with jimmy maybe getting traded after he comes back healthy here in a few weeks allegedly early july I'm not 100 how that'll pan out but the nfc west is a problem and they know it and they're investing and they're going all in I love it. I can't wait to chat with him, AJ. I can't wait to see what it's like to be like, hey, you you traded for Hollywood Brown draft night and nobody heard about it. How the fuck did that happen? You know? With agents. and with, Yeah, I mean, there wasn't, they obviously kept like the circle small who knew about it, but still, it's almost impossible for anyone to keep secrets now. So that's, I think that is highly impressive. I don't know if we'll see something like that happen again. He's a former player. So I think he takes it from more like a locker room type feel. He was a stud O-lineman in college, I know that. Move bodies down there in Carolina. The the whole um, thought, though, that, hey, I'm going to tell you I'm doing this, and we're not telling anybody else. Like, hey, this needs to stay in this room. Like, that's very much a locker room thing, I think, right? Like, hey, this yeah. needs to stay in this fucking locker room. This is not good for anybody if this gets out. Not a single person wins from this. Like, and by this, I mean, like, what somebody's thinking about a coach, what somebody's thinking about a game plan. It's like, hey, this stays fucking in this locker room, okay? This cannot be out. What you see, say, and hear here stays here or whatever is like literally as you walk out of a locker room so i think him and cliff being a former player as well right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah huge and they're they are definitely tied together it seems like how they do like they'll be viewed together how that team does whether they win or lose and it feels like everybody always wants a pat on the back for what they're doing so that's why you know nothing ever you know what i mean doesn't get leaked you know, everybody wants to be like, yep, look what I did, yeah, look, what I did. look what we shit. did, look at this, and holy shit, this happened. So them being able to just, probably in the room, like, all right, hey, with the ownership, here you go, with the Ravens, probably what, GM over mm-hmm, there, yeah. and Harbaugh, mm-hmm. probably? Yeah. In the, the GM, it's like, hey, this stays on this conference call. They said it like a couple weeks, right? Yeah. yeah. A couple yeah. weeks they were saying that was for. How, 2022, somebody would be pillow talking, you would think. You would think. It, what is the uh, there's a quote, a quote I'm sure somebody there might know who said what uh it's amazing like what can be done if people don't care about who gets the credit oh something mm. like that I think Einstein <laughs> maybe probably. Gary V probably Aristotle maybe Gary it might have been Gary I'd say it's Gary over Aristotle. could be yeah could be but it doesn't the Pope Gary usually wants the credit though no 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 he's got a good team J Rock E Rock mm. the boys E Rock <laughs> what does he have someone at E Rock and J Rock. Okay. Jay it was Rock. Harry S. Truman. Give him hell, Harry. Wow. How wow. You can nice. do it for man. Harry Truman. Not Einstein, turns out. Yeah. Truman. 
Hindsight was thinking about it, though, I think. Probably. Let's, nice. let's go to the phones. Let's go to the 500 phone line. Um, I'm very excited for that conversation with the time. I mean, we, we just dedicated 20 minutes to a conversation we're having an hour from now. That's why this show stinks. <laughs> That's why you shouldn't be trying to steal it. Steal somebody else's show. Only 32 GMs, though. <laughs> this show stinks, dude. Yeah, there is yeah. only 32 GMs. So when, when one comes on, it is a big deal. And they're having success. Yeah. And they're fun. Yeah. Like, that's a fun team to root for. The Kyler Instagram post, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts on him taking the photos off his Instagram? <laughs> that probably sucked. Oh, no. What's going on? Do you immediately have to get on the horn there? How about when Eric Burkhart? Then he put the he put an entire letter out to the world. Yeah, he chose he publicly he publicly leveraged the Cardinals. You remember that? That, that was, wasn't very long ago. That's before crazy. the combine. That was mm-hmm. before the combine, right? Yeah, it, it felt like a very big deal at the time. Two days before the combine, because uh, Steve and Cliff were going to have to speak at the combine. Yep. So everybody was saying, "Oh, this was a leverage play because you know press is coming two days at the combine or whatever." That was interesting. It was interesting business. That's how they described it, by the way. Uh, business business has been done for a long time. We'll get it figured out. We'll get it figured out. Kyler working out with J.J. Watt back in the building. Kyler putting Arizona Cardinal stuff back on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Not at OTAs. Does he live in Arizona full time? About 40 minutes away. <laughs> reported news, too, that Kyler wanted a deal done before the draft. And obviously that didn't happen. They picked up his fifth-year option. What do we know about reported news anymore? Okay, mm, True. Honestly, reported news is very fast. In our world, I'm not getting into the real world. I assume there are people that have their own thoughts on that entire yeah. thing. I am not the right person to do that. I thought for sure, my understanding, we cover this day-to-day, so we have to kind of snoop literally at everything and anything, which is pretty time-consuming, but also a lot of fun, and we're lucky to have this job. But we're snooping around. It sounded like the Dan Snyder vote was actually happening, and this came a couple weeks after Papa John got on a goddamn podcast and was like, hey, better ingredients, better pizza, less mic time for the boss. <laughs> that's the next plan next time. You know, like That's basically what he said, and then he went on to say that, yeah, Jaron Dan Snyder, they called me with the Pepsi company's uh, president, and they're like, hey, you're our two biggest sponsors. You guys go, you guys, get fucking Goodell out of here, okay? Get him absolutely out of here. We need to fire him immediately. And Papa's just saying this on a podcast, and everybody takes everything that Papa says with like a, hmm. it's Papa John, yeah, so we just let's, fine. Let's remember. Yeah. Let's remember it's Papa John. Does he have a loyal group though that still follow him? I don't know. He's getting asked to be on podcasts. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't know if he. I don't know how that worked out. Who knows? He's got a bazillion dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I assume he can just. Who disappear. decides to have a vote? Do we know? Yeah. Well, it would be. Doesn't one person just bring it? Who to can a vote? call it? Who can That's call us? Okay, we're going to vote to boot this. So after watching Succession. <laughs> there is a lot of different ways that those votes of no confidence and other things can happen, right? Mm-hmm. Because they can technically be outside the room, but those can be glass walls. Yeah. And they could just be staring directly <laughs> over the shoulder of everything that's going on. Because if it's in the one per club meeting where it's only the you know decision makers, and Roger Goodell reported yesterday at the league meetings that he has um, – he has heard nothing about the Dan Snyder vote out or whatever. Mm-hmm. He, he said, uh, asked about the possibility owners would remove commander's owner Dan Snyder from the NFL. Roger Goodell has said, I'm not aware of that at all. Roger Goodell knows that he can say something that contradicts himself two months from now because that has certainly happened in the future, in the past, because things could change in the future. But I don't know if he would go that strong on that answer if it was actually happening. A lot of people are saying that he's lying, that that probably is happening. I feel like with the way Roger has been known to speak in the past, he would have danced around that a little bit more. Don't you think, AJ? 
Yeah, maybe, but first off, he's not under oath. He's allowed to lie and say whatever he wants. Like, that can absolutely happen. But True, but he does. If he said, but he said, I'm not aware of those votes happening. Is it possible that he says, like, he like plausible deniability? Hey, don't tell me. Like, don't tell me about certain things. Ah, and it's only the owner's votes anyways. It's not commissioner's votes. So maybe after the vote is finished, it's, just, it's, they it's then- way better for him. Yeah, it's way easier for him to not know until, I guess, something's final. Yeah, because you can just plead ignorance. Literally, he can go yeah. under oath. He can yeah. say, I had no idea. You know, I had no clue this was happening. And he is a rep. We always say it. He's representing 31 billionaires. In this case, he would be doing just that. Hey, here's what we did. Now, you go tell people why. Hey, here's what happened. Good luck. You're taking all, bull- you're, you're taking all of the hate in the absolute flames that are about to come. Uh, from all of us. Good luck out there. We'll pay you $60 million, though. Yeah. And you'll get free peanut M&Ms every draft night. <laughs> okay? No problem at all. You'll get to do that. So you're 100% right. That definitely could be the case. And that could be happening right now, I guess, right? Uh, you would think, yeah. Like, And, man, yeah. I just what if Could someone have a follow-up question? Say, well, okay, you're not aware of it, but have you heard any – have you talked to any owners about it? Like, have you heard anyone bring this up as a possibility? Have you investigated how that would actually work since it hasn't happened in the past? Can you lay out the process of what would have to happen for that to take place? Has that not happened? Have they never voted anyone out like that? I don't think so, no. I, I, I do not believe so. How they get – oh, they got uh, – Carolina's – he just resigned, right? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. sold the team. But yeah. Could they – I mean, I guess what would happen is they would just uh, force – Resignation, right? That'd be like what I heard um, other schools used to do. Um, if they wanted a guy who was on scholarship, not on the team, yeah, anymore, so they get their scholarship mm-hmm. back, but mm-hmm. they don't want to be the people that like cut the scholarship. They would just run them for six, seven yeah. hours. So yeah. quit. Hey, you want to want to keep going? Yeah, or you just want to kind of leave. Yeah, <laughs> be pretty easy. I wonder if in that one per club meeting, they're like. Uh, Dan, we're going to go around the room and we're going to say every piece of information that we have about you mm-hmm. that we will leak, okay, to whoever. Oh, that'd be tough. Yeah, then yeah, I think yeah. he'd just, all right, thanks, guys. Do you want to <laughs> sell the team or what do you want to? <laughs> okay, thank you. That's what we thought. Have a good one. That's just like running a guy until he says, I'm out of here. It's like, is that happening? That would be banana land. But you have to assume with that much money, with how big the league is, with how much bigger they want to get, like, those are probably some pretty ruthless conversations oh, yeah. happening in there, AJ. So too much money, too many lawyers, Ego. just so many gigantic corporations involved. I love that we're getting all of this, and you get so juiced because you watched the show Succession. That's why I can see your brain just like you just you're getting you're putting each owner as a different character in the show. I can see, <laughs> bro. Kendall Roy coming out and saying, "Yeah, three hundred seventy-five fucking million, just like I said on the quarterly earnings call <laughs> that everybody tried to report and refute and whatever." No. Three hundred seventy-five fucking million dollars. Invest in Fox now. What are we? Tom Brady. Tom Brady's coming on board. Just like I fucking said, that is the right thing. I just think about that with everything now. Yeah, just that sole family. Yeah, because all the, all the owners of the NFL at their buildings, they are Logan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are L to the OG. At the yeah, moment. with billion dollars in business, billions and billions of dollars in business. $100 million deals with numerous people that have to be negotiated and have to be, you know, the stadium contracts with local government have to be free. I mean, there is some real, like, super business shit that has to take place from that person. Then they go to an, a meeting where it's all of those people. 
and they were supposed to work with each other on who has the best ideas for the greatest league of all time. I couldn't even fathom how contentious it gets in there. Oh. There has to be some people that just... Giant I, egos. Oh. Imagine the egos that are in that room. And imagine if you do have the best idea. The be imagine if you do have the best idea. Like... Hindsight will tell us that my idea would be the best idea. I'm one of the owners. And I go in there and like five people just absolutely murder it. And it, like, I believe in it. I've had a lot of success in my business. I think this would work. Fuck you. No, fuck you. Bury it. Do something else. Doesn't work. It'd be hard not to go back in there. Well, are we listening to this motherfucker again? Yeah. Like, how does that? How, and they always are so tight. I don't understand. I honestly wonder how. Publicly, those, don't you think they, I am sure they talk about that. Like, hey. We can do. We can say and do whatever we want in here. No hard feelings, whatever. It's all business. But when we leave this room, we have to show like a united front because the players. I'm sure they say, "Hey, the players would love for us to split up and start fighting." Like if owners start fighting other owners, then things could. You know, players would find a way to wedge their way in and get some more power. So I'm sure they have to do that. That's why when Mark Davis was sitting down in his starter jacket with a backpack on, mm -hmm. on a, a chair, yep, and he said something that was different than what two other owners said. It was like, ooh. Wait a minute. Yeah. Are they about to crap? Nope. They went right back into the room. We're like, stand up the next time you fucking say <laughs> And shut up. Go ahead, Tom. Don't you think owners probably before the one per club, if they do have an idea, um, they run it by like other owners before they go into the meeting? Does it to gauge the, oh, the yeah. temperature? They on have it? to right, have a little focus and then, group. Like, mm -hmm. like they go into the meeting knowing like, oh, 10 guys are at least on my side. I could probably sway another 10. And then, you know, we see, we see how we go. From it's politics. Yes. That's what politics is. What yeah. do you do? Well, you know, Shiv and Ro Romulus yeah. normally well, and on the like, same side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like House of Cards even, though. Like, to go to that show, that's kind of how they do it. They do it all behind the scenes. But, like, with the commanders. Succession yeah. has really blown my mind. I'm like, how? I who it. have I talked to? Like, I, I start pizza. I'm like, I think I've talked to somebody that had, like, that role at yeah. one job. I fucking know Cross and Greg. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> I, I have met three of those WAMS games from yep. mm -hmm. different businesses. It's like, okay, all right. Is this... Is this a documentary or not? I, I don't know. This is much like winning time. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of viewing this thing as, oh, this is definitely how it all goes because it makes too much sense, which is why the movie or the show is so goddamn good. Mm -hmm. But now that we are actually in that business kind of and I have to talk to those people, it's like, it's hard not to view you as fucking Kendall Roy. <laughs> I am so sorry. It's hard not to do it. I'm sure you're a better rapper. Or, I don't know if that's the case, but it is. It's, it's wild how these big businesses have to operate because – they're all, it feels like they all come from the same neighborhoods, same communities. They've known each other basically their entire lives, it feels like, for a lot of people. New money come in and really rattle shit up, right? New money comes in and normally the, normally a problem in a lot of these convos. Some fucking tech guy. But so many of these people have known each other since they were children, I think. And it's like, they get yeah. so pissed off at each other, but they just are kind of inundated with it all. That, yeah, this is just kind of how you do business. Yeah, yeah. this is, yeah, I'll get fucked over and then next week, wait, we'll fuck over that person mm -hmm. and then screw that person next time and yep. I'll get fucked and my opinions don't matter and, but we're all in it goes. <laughs> it feels like that is really yeah. what happens at that upper echelon of people and now that I'm watching it I feel like I'm learning a lot more and probably going to be better at business with those folks okay. if I had to guess I mean just look at the, the Colts and the Patriots like I assume Jonathan Kraft who's going to take the team over after Bob Kraft his son has probably known Jim Irsay since they've known the Colts mm -hmm. this entire time like those families really do kind of come up with each other well, the, Irsay, the Irsay daughters yeah. are exactly. about to uh, mm -hmm. you would think all the Rooney I mean some, pretty much the Rooney's, yeah. yeah. The Maros. The Maros. This isn't how 
your father would have done business. Exactly. <laughs> I remember when your dad sat down right there and pitched blood. Think about that with the old school owners. But the old school owners, I think, are the ones who are getting most of the shit done, right? Isn't Jerry Jones like known as being one of the most influential owners in that entire building? Oh, yeah. And that's another family. Like, add yes. Jerry Jones and Steven. Stephen Jones. Like, th- there's so many of that, it feels like, in the NFL. So, like, when you do watch Succession, and I think it's season two or season three, when they're trying to do the buyout with the other family, who's yep. basically just the exact oh, same yeah. as the Roys, like, that is how it feels like, at least, it works. By the way, I got a little contentious. Oh, Very yeah. contentious. Oh, yeah. Pooping in beds. Really? Never heard. Amber turd. No, no, pooping in their own bed. That's back. I saw Johnny was on the stand. All right. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. yeah, today. Yeah. I don't know if it, I think it was live, yeah. There's guys doing weird mouth stuff on the stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was Amber's was uh, psychological doctor. This is For her. A, yeah. This is a $150 million thing, though, right? Yeah. Uh, what are the lawyer fees going to be? Are you kidding me? This is a long trial, man. Well, six weeks, they're saying? They had a, what, the they last had, week, yeah. They had a recess in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, took a little break. This is the longest public thing that we have seen since, what, OJ? Oh, yeah. Maybe. I, I don't know. Probably. Jody Arias? Casey Anthony? Casey Anthony. Yeah, that for one. Sure. Oh, Casey Anthony. I remember that. Yeah. She was yeah. the Ohio lady, right? Florida, I think. Right? Florida. She was a Notre Dame fan. I remember that. She She's loved a Notre Dame. She allegedly. Yes. But everyone. Yes. Her baby. She killed her baby. Right. right. Mm-hmm. I yeah. Who was her lawyer? Um, Jose Baez. Yes. Yeah, very good lawyer. Then she blamed her dad at the trial. I don't know. You guys remember that? Well, Add Jose. this to the strength. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. This is right down Toxic. his. <laughs> no, like Garagos. Like he, he gets a lot of those clients. Like, yeah, I know yeah. the people that like to, that will. No, they'll defend some of those people, I guess. But ba- I, Jose Baez was in Columbus defending a guy here, some doctor just recently. Yeah. Really? Well, we know Columbus. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We know the doctor. Oh, yeah. Well, he got Hernandez got off, off the second yeah. one. Yeah. Remember, I thought he was coming out of jail and back in the NFL. Yeah. Should have. Honestly, there was a moment there where A.H., as Tommy A-H. Curran yeah. called him, we might see the second coming of A.H., on the field. On the field. On the, yeah. on the field. Tommy Curran. <laughs> what, what a guy. I thought he was going to be back in the NFL. I thought there was really? a chance this guy's back in the NFL. I remember being a time. I don't know. where Was I playing at the time? Yes. Yeah, because it was 2000. You thought they'd just forgive the first murder conviction? No, I thought he was going to get. I thought he was going to appeal all of them. And get off. He was going, he was, wasn't that the plan to go on to the next one, right? And that, I think that human you're talking about, what's his name? Yeah, I think people were telling me I didn't do my own research. This is terrible. I shouldn't do it. This is what would go on to be the problem on the Internet. (laughs) This happened in real life. People were telling me that this guy got like, yeah, Casey Anthony off and got this off and just got Aaron Hernandez off. I'm like, oh, this guy gets everybody off. He must know the cheat code on getting people off, whatever it is. If Aaron gets off, and this was, I think, training room conversation. This was, I was probably rehabbing something and this was all taking place. I'm like, you're telling me. That some owner somewhere, Aaron Hernandez, gets all of these things reversed, has zero bodies on his record. You don't think some owner will be like, fucking guy's still got I mean, his knees are probably oh, better than they've yeah. ever been. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking they're going to, the NFL will not allow that to happen. They will not allow that to happen. I'm like, if he has zero guilty charges, which I, I thought that Jose Guy uh, would end up doing, because that's kind of how it was being laid out. I think he, I think he would have got a job somewhere if he was that good at football. Be who you can afford to be. Literally, uh, Innocent 
former guilty murderer would have been in there and then he killed himself everybody's like do you feel like an idiot now he had so much guilt that he killed these people that he did it, and you were fucking saying he was going back to the NFL I'm like whoa I didn't I've never met AH <laughs> yes. what do you want from me I, I got kind of attacked and that's how I remember this whole thing that guy gets everybody off though right seems like it yeah he seems to that's why they keep hiring him and he's is he with Johnny right now or no uh, I don't think he's no I don't think he's Johnny this boy. isn't criminal this is civil yeah Johnny mm-hmm. oh Johnny Depp yeah this shit's long this yeah. It's been on yeah. the internet, it feels like. I mean, especially in internet years. Is it, it a has, work? This is not a work. This is. I don't think money. so. Johnny's not going to get the money that he's trying to get. I have not followed it closely That's enough. I mean, no, I'm sure he's for his reputation. He doesn't want to be known as like a. You know, an abuser. So that's why he's doing it. But still, I I did see that uh, Johnny's trying to get uh, Amber's um, reverse, whatever it's called, lawsuit dropped. Seven, yeah, yeah. counter sue. Jesus, and I don't think I'm pumped that my my internet, my algorithm, it will now because we're talking about it and we're giving so much information. So my phone, I can. It's probably. Did you hear? I can already feel feel it going. Hey, good news! Got a lot to show you. It has stayed out of my algorithm pretty good. That's very good. It it is stayed out of there because I do know it has taken over your life almost outside the show. I'm watching. Zito, Zito, it's kind of Zito's all in on this Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. There's a new theory too that Johnny Depp's dating uh, his uh, one of his lawyers. Oh, Camille. That's for sure. Here Uh we go. Yeah, that's really. Here we go. What does dating mean? This is what happens. They asked him. This is why. Yeah. Generations will not take our generation as serious. That's as right. Yours. This is no, pretty... Zeke, it's a real thing Zeke's saying. That's a real thing out there. I, oh, yeah. I think it was TMZ asked her while they were leaving the courthouse one day, and yeah. she just like giggled and kept walking. She's she like, no comment. I please no, she didn't even say no comment. Just laughed and kept She's like, what is dating me? Took her dinner? Took no. Dinner. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's Johnny Depp. He's slaying, obviously. I mean, he's not just taking her to dinner. There's no You're way. You're saying if something's happened. It, if, correct. Yeah. Not correct. that she is. No, no. Yeah, Jesus Christ. They had a mega punch. Very accomplished wine. lawyer, though. Amazing lawyer. Camille. Tell yeah, me. I mean, this is a... Camille. I mean, it's a $100 million lawsuit. So, yeah. I would assume... You really are following this, huh? Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. all in. I walk by him all the time, and he's watching like a 15-minute video. On I literally told, I told, like, I told Connor to keep walking. I'm watching yeah. something. That's real. Oh yeah, and it hey, feels watching like, here. It feels like it's been for a long time. It has six weeks. Damn, yeah. That's forever. I hate to say it, but it's good entertainment. Six weeks is four years on the internet. Exactly. Like yeah. si- a six-week event. I'm surprised that people haven't just said like, "All right, fuck this." Like it's been going. Yeah, they gotta on too be on long. season fifty. They probably are a little bit. I think I just check. I see every once in a while the highlight clips. That's it. Jeez, it's still please. going though. Those clips are still rolling. What were you gonna say, Nick? I was just gonna say Zito's interpretation of what is actually going on always deserves a, a little double check. Yeah, well, that's the point. Do your own research. What people say and what people hear are always two different things. Joining us now, this feels like a charity donation to us. Hell yeah. <laughs> There's only 32 of these jobs in the world. Biggest league on the planet. Highest rated league on the planet. Only growing and getting bigger. Only 32 people get to decide who is on a team, who is not on a team, who gets a chance to chase a Super Bowl, and this guy's been doing it in the desert for some time at a very high level with a roster that's stacked and what seems to be an owner that's ready to go all in. Ladies and gentlemen, the general manager of the Arizona Cardinals, Steve Kahn. Yeah. What's up, man? Fellas, we're shaking. Hey, thank you for joining us. This is awesome. I mean, I know you're in the middle of a lot of shit, OTAs, league meetings. The fact that you stopped by here, we're very appreciative, man. Yeah, absolutely. Always been a big fan of the program, and 
uh, excited to be on. Do you think the fact that you played football is like a massive advantage at the GM position? We were talking about you last hour, and uh, obviously there ain't shit to talk about May 25th, <laughs> 2022 in the sports world, the NFL world. But just thinking about you being a player and Cliff being a player, and it seems like you two have been kind of attached at the hip. Do you feel like that has affected and helped you in your role of GM? I think sometimes, Pat, and, and I would say it's more so in the locker room dynamic, uh, player evaluation side of it. Uh, I always sort of equated it to like a boxer. Like, how can you describe what it feels like to get punched if you've never been punched? You know what I mean? So if you've been in the trenches and you've, you know, played with combination blocks and, and, and went to the second level and, and gotten your ass kicked from time to time, you know what it feels like. And uh, I think it helps you a little bit in the evaluation process to be able to, you know, a lot of times guys are hard on players. And uh, I think too hard where there's too many of these guys playing in the NFL and you have to find something you like about their skill set. Mm. Wow. So do you think, like when someone is scouting people, like say you you send your scouts out to do reports on so many players, do you think, are you trying to encourage your guys, hey, show me like what what's good in these guys, what I can do, what we could bring in, and these guys could, how they could value our team instead of just knocking them. I feel like that's kind of a good point. All we do is try to figure out what someone's weaknesses are. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I try to tell our young scouts all the time. Uh, that board goes fast, and the A.J. Hawks are gone by the 15th pick. So you have to, as, as you get to the second and third round, um, guys have holes, and you got to find what you like about those players, whether it's their mentality, their toughness, um, tackling in space, whatever it may be. you got to hang your hat on something. And um, to me, that's where the really good evaluators in our business um, sort of make their hay. Is, is in those middle to later rounds where they can find those gems. I think you also, because you're a former player, you're okay with, uh, hey, let me go get an established player. Like, I'm all right with getting an established player because I think a lot of players uh, have seen, you know, there's a lot of guys that try to make the NFL and it doesn't work. There's a lot of hype that comes with a lot of guys for whatever reason it doesn't work in the NFL, whether it's the money, playing against grown men, whatever the case being a full-time job. Some people just don't transition. You guys have been in the veteran market a little bit here over the last couple of years. How much fun has that been? And I assume the owner, this uh, the son, uh, Charlie? No, Michael? Yeah, Bidwell. Michael, Michael, yeah. Michael Bidwell, now the new owner, it feels like he's like, hey, whatever you need to do, however you want to do it, this has to be like a dream situation, right? Especially with your football IQ and your knowledge over there. No doubt. I mean, I, you know, to work for a guy that, that's just passionate, uh, he grew up around the game. I mean, he was a guy that was, um, you know, cleaning up jock straps in training camp when he was a kid. Um, his stepfather, Bill, was the owner, and uh, he just gets it. And he is extremely aggressive. Um, when we talk about going to get players, he, obviously you've seen the, the videos before. He'll fly his plane and go get them. Um, and it's, it's great to have that kind of uh, uh, passion, again, and a guy who comes to the office every day. Um, so it's been fun. Plus, I live in paradise. I mean, oh. you know, being a, P, being a PA guy, a lot of the friends back home are like, you, li- you like it out there in that Arizona? I'm like, like it. I should I haven't so- shoveled snow in 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, that round mound, A.Q. Shipley says the same thing. You know, I'm like, uh, you're soft. You're living out there in uh, the desert or whatever. He says, call me soft. Call it. This fucking place is the best place on earth. He's the reason why I went out there a few times. I love Phoenix. How much of that are you selling to players when you're trying to get them to join the Cardinals? Because right now, it feels like we're entering an era where it's almost free agency for some of these vets. Phoenix yep. feels like a desirable place for a lot of guys. You have to know that and acknowledge that, right? 
No question. And, and that's, that's a built-in um, you know, uh, advantage that we have. I mean, we know some of these cities have to pay guys to say yes. We don't have to. We can get some of the guys on one-year deals that are trying to make it and try to prove that the, what their worth is. Uh, yesterday, we signed Daryl Williams, a running back from Kansas City. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Hey, there we go. And then, uh, you know, guys like J.J. Watt, just go down the list of the players that have come out here who have fallen in love with the Valley. Again, it's a tremendous place to live. I mean, being from PA, man, I feel like I'm on vacation every day. Well, you got a good tan. Hey, the, tan- the head looks good. You know what I mean? The head, they got a good tan on there. You got a good, you know. Well, the thing is, every time I watch your show, I have hair envy because I look at Boston Connor, and I love that mullet. Oh, oh thank you, Steve. Look at that. that. Hey, you could grow the opposite, I think, right? Could you right now? You could get oh, the... Yeah. It would be the Costanza deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about the roster that you have. You guys were able to make a trade on draft night that nobody knew about that was allegedly in the works for a couple weeks. How did that play out? How did nobody find out about that? And was it accurate that that deal would have not worked if anybody would have, if it would have got public? How many people knew and why did you say we need Hollywood on our squad? Yeah, as far as I knew, it was myself, Eric DaCosta, the GM of the Ravens, uh, their owner and our owner. And I think it goes back to the less people that know, the less chance it has to get out. In today's day and age, that's pretty rare, as you know. Um, so, you know, it, it, the trade made a lot of sense for, for a number of reasons for us, obviously. is wanted to get another deep threat, a guy who could take the top off the defense, a uh, thousand-yard receiver, and then obviously the built-in chemistry that it already has with our quarterback. Speaking of your quarterback, let's do it. Hey. Eric Burkhart, two days before you got to hit a press conference at the Combine, releases a great piece of content. Mm-hmm. Not a screenshot of the notes section. Actually had a header and everything in there. Laid out what Kyler has done for the Cardinals, what they're expecting for the Cardinals, what the Cardinals can do to make said letterhead go away. Then you answer and Cliff answers and say, hey, business, we'll figure it out. Instagram. Kyler takes off. Hey, he took off fucking everything he had of the Cardinals. We had to cover it. Day-to-day conversation. We're like, oh, well, this is obviously becoming something. He's not at OTAs now. So now the full conversation is the Kyler Murray-led Arizona Cardinals have been very successful. Obviously, you've been leader of the Cardinals at the same exact time. You guys have said he's our future quarterback. He's our future quarterback. He's in our plans. He's electrifying. We all know that. Where does that stand? And do you just assume that that'll get figured out business uh, like businesses in the NFL yeah I mean I just think it's a timing thing Pat it's it's you know every quarterback that's done it before has done it from anywhere from July to, to September and uh, no different for us I mean I have to get prepared for the NFL draft uh, that requires a lot of hours of tape watching free agency at the same time and it's 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 not easy so your time is really taken up in a lot of different directions and you have to prioritize it and we know that he's under contract for another year and also the fifth-year option. And um, he is our future. We feel that way strongly, and I feel like we'll be able to get something done this summer. I think, like, I know I am I am not aware of how often people can talk when it comes to you being a GM and someone's agent for someone like Kyler, who you said is your future. Is it something where when you are in a situation like this, do you guys talk daily, weekly? Like, do you go long chunks of time? How does that work? Yeah, I think whenever the conversations and I would say the negotiations ramp up, you, you talk on a daily basis back and forth. Um, I have a good relationship with, with his agent, Eric Burkhardt. He also represents Cliff, which is a little unusual, I know. Um, ah, but hey, got a deal as, done. Got a deal yeah, done. Yeah, that's right. You guys are deal makers. You guys are getting deal done. But, Pat, as big as a wrestling fan as I am, and congrats on WrestleMania. I was thinking maybe you set up a cage match between me and Burkhardt. Yes! <laughs> yes! Let's go. Hey, I got... 
Hey, listen, I don't know what the letter will look like that he'll write afterwards from the hospital, but I got a feeling you will beat the fuck out of him. Uh, good luck with that negotiation. I think everybody in the NFL is looking on because he is obviously a phenomenal talent. How do you guys take that next step, you think? Because the NFC West, hey, fucking problematic. I guess the NFL, you're always going to have to beat the best, yada, yada, yada. The NFC West is loaded, though. You guys have to know that. What do you think it's going to take to take the next step? And what have you seen from the team that's like, yeah, we're going to get there? I think it's just putting the second half of the season together and not playing with complacency, you know. Being able to play consistent football throughout the season. Last year, we started off 7-0, and as everybody knows, and um, down the stretch, we, we, we didn't play well. Uh, and it was a, a number of reasons, um, whether it was penalties, errors, guys that we missed being hurt. But you can't make injuries an excuse. So I would just say this, that we have to con- continue to put it together. Every year, Kyler's continue to grow and get better as a quarterback, and I wouldn't expect anything different. Cliff Kingsbury seems like a G, man. I mean, he's the coolest guy on earth. He has an incredible house. You guys have hard knocks coming to town. I assume he's going to become, oh, could you imagine how big of a superstar Cliff Kingsbury is about to come? He's about to become this whole thing. Why are you guys a perfect fit? And when you hired him, I remember everybody burying you for hiring the USC offensive coordinator for three weeks. The guy just got fired after losing to Baylor in the Texas shootout. Right, you know, no, Cliff is, uh, he's, he's as good as advertised. Easy going, um, sharp guy, obviously a great play caller. Uh, you know, it's tough for me because I have to stand beside the guy. <laughs> and I'll be, and I tell people all the time, when Bruce Arians was my coach, I look much better standing beside <laughs> Uh, yeah, Cliff Kingsbury doesn't know what a filter looks like. Never. No. no. Has <laughs> never had to slide anything. There's a couple of Foxy's one of those. Yes. Never, <laughs> ever had to figure out the filter. Uh, Ty Schmidt, go ahead. Steve, obviously, it looks, Kyler's going to be around. He's your quarterback of the future. But I, I can't remember the last time a guy was picked in the first round in both sports. Was there ever any sort of concern like hey if this doesn't if this isn't a smashing success right away this guy might go play baseball well i mean i obviously he has that opportunity because of a skill set but uh you know on the time uh when we went to norman oklahoma and we visited with kyler uh made it pretty clear that football was his passion and his love um and then as well as you know when you do these things and it was so important to get his contract done before we drafted him with the first pick is to make sure you have some language in there protect yourself from the baseball um, so there's a number of different reasons why I think he'll continue to play football. I don't know that uh, he'd be really excited to get on the uh, single way uh, bus <laughs> driving from Harrisburg to Shemokin, PA. <laughs> hey, he's a great video gamer, though. You ever played any video games against him? How, what is your relationship like with the players? Are you in there? Are you in the locker room? Are you working out? Do you? Are you? Yeah, hey? I try to get around. Yeah, I mean, you know, I gravitate towards the Hogs. You know, a little more generally, the, the AQs of the world and. Justin Pugh's and those kind of guys, but uh, no, I, I I love to have a relationship with them all, and I like to ask questions because my thing is is I see things through a certain lens, and Pat McAfee and AJ Hawk sees it differently, and I, I I appreciate that, and I can learn from it, you know that you guys see things differently and 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 see it different from a player's perspective. So I like to take especially the guys I respect. I like to take a lot of that information in and use it to my advantage. Hate or love Hard Knocks coming? We just talked about Cliff Kingsbury becoming a superstar. Hate or love it? Uh, hate it from the standpoint I'm going to have to get on the elliptical a lot here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to cut the pizza down. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get in shape to do this. Thing. Hey, throughout that season too. I mean, it's only Thanksgiving. Then there's. I mean, there's a lot of. I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. They do such a great job of telling the story. Like last year with the Colts. 
I was watching along. It was great to be back in the building, but obviously the Colts don't have success, and there's that hard knocks curse in old school football people. They're all, oh, it's already hard enough to win games. I think it's great for the brand of the Cardinals, which I feel like you guys do conscientiously think about. Yes, I don't. I don't. I think it's obviously great for the brand. I think it's great telling the story about our players and different staff members that I think are so gifted and talented. And uh, I don't think it ever hurts to put a cam- extra camera in somebody's face to try to get the best out of them. Oh, because they feel obligated. You know, when like it, it's no different from like if an NFL scout walks out to practice, the pace and the tempo might be a little bit better. You know what I mean? Like, because guys want to look good on TV. Yeah, you're going to do what is right. Like, for instance, there is not a single time where I'm at a public bathroom where I don't do a full wash my hands, <laughs> uh-huh, wash yeah. my hands, because there's somebody's watching me at all times. And I'm like, all right, can't be done as the guy that just goes and pisses and doesn't wash his hands. Have to do. I act like a better human because I think the person that was pissing next to me is watching me. That's what you're saying with hard knocks. Oh, you're going to get the yeah. you're going to get the perfect yep. versions of people yeah. almost. How did they lose to Clown Town last year then? <laughs> How? Can't have it. It's not about me. That's Anyways, accountability Connor. helps accountability. I think so. And what is the culture over there? It feels like got a lot of cool dudes and I remember it's good. Yeah. Is that something yeah, that a nice a nice mixture of veterans, young guys, um, I've enjoyed that because generally, and Bruce Arians taught me this, when you have enough young guys around the real veterans that can really play, um, those guys early in their career learn how to be pros, usually by Thanksgiving of their rookie year because they watch all the other guys lead and work and how they prepare. So that's why having J.J. Watt around and bringing him out of the frozen lake he was in in Wisconsin that oh, offseason yeah. where there was no he, leaks at all. Like, that's a great pick pickup for everybody, right? Not just he, He's, he's unbelievable. Yeah. Because he grabs everybody and he makes them go work with him. I mean, the guy's in here at like 530 in the morning and spends basically the full day here. J.J. Watt. Every day. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's J.J. Watt. He's also golfing out there, which you guys can also sell. I mean, his golf uh, photos. Oh, oh my sweet. God. I feel like he's in four different, like, planets. There's, like, the yeah. greenest grass. Then there's a goddamn mountain. Mm-hmm. Then he's playing in the middle of a desert. It's like, where are you? Oh, this is just Arizona. I'm like, fuck. Wow. Of course. That place seems amazing. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Steve, do you feel as though your GM style has kind of changed since when you first started doing it? Just because, you know, you added Nuke, AJ Green, Erds during the season last year, now Hollywood Brown. Is it way less building through the draft than it is today, you think? I think that's a great question. I think, Atta, baby. Partly, I think partly adding the veterans and uh, making some, some trades that you feel like are impact trades uh, are something probably that I've, I've gotten, uh, I would just say, more uh, excited about because of the fact that drafting players is always forecasting. You don't have to forecast with J.J. Watt or DeAndre Hopkins or Chandler Jones or Carson Palmer, who I traded for my first year. Um, you know what they can do on the field. Uh, it doesn't mean that it, it makes you a great team. I mean, obviously, you, you develop talent and you put a roster of good players in a, in a locker room, but chemistry is a big part of it, and you guys know that. And until you come together as a team, as one, it really doesn't matter. Hmm. How, how do those big trades start? Like you mentioned Carson Palmer. I would imagine, like, do you just – do you make a call? Do you send a text? Like, do you send up months in advance? Like, how does all that work? You know, some of the whispers start, AJ, and you, you call the Raiders and see if they, he would be, you know, really available. A lot of times agents will give you a heads up that a team is, is willing to trade a guy for the right compensation. So um, Bill O'Brien and I worked on the DeAndre Hopkins deal during the pandemic, which was a little unusual. Um, but they're, they're, they're fun Congrats. conversations to have. Jeez. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Whenever the entire 
universe goes, they just got D-Hop for a bag of balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that has, to, that has to be the ultimate compliment as a GM. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the, the best compliment as a GM that you could potentially have. And D-Hop, obviously, and, and Diggs just texted me about this literally right now, and I apologize for doing this, Diggs. I, no problem. You wanted to bring it up, but it's a great conversation right now. He changed your team immediately. Felt like him and Kyler had a connection like that. What great find, what a great deal, what a great addition to your team. Felt like he fit it. Culturally shifted everything, uh, took over almost. Games were just like, hey, that the largest hands in football will go get the ball. Kyler loves him. As soon as he gets hurt, okay, the whole team looked different. The vibe looked different. The uh, On the field looked different. I assume behind the scenes felt different. That was in the most important time of football that you've already chatted about. You miss him now because of the suspension. It's a two-parter. Were you surprised by the suspension that it came, or did you know about, does the league like keep general managers and such informed? And is that why the Hollywood Brown trade is such a big deal? Because you, as soon as you lost D-Hop, your team looked completely different. Well, yeah, I think, you know, the process of him getting suspended, that's something that um, it wasn't effectively done until about a week after the draft. But um, okay. the, Hollywood Brown, the Hollywood Brown train, really, at the end of the day, we felt like we wanted another game changer, another guy who can take the top off the defense. And I think the one thing about Hollywood Brown is, again, having that relationship with Kyler, for me, you know, getting a guy under two years of controlled cost, because I think his salary is about to be $2 million this year. We exercise his fifth-year option at maybe like $13 million. So you have two years of controlled cost, and these receiver uh, salaries are getting out of whack, as you can see. They're getting extremely high, and um, to be able to get a guy under controlled cost for two years is extremely beneficial for us. Um, as you saw, we lost Christian Kirk to the Jaguars. So wanted to find another guy that can be dynamic and play inside and out. Hey, Christian Kirk, why don't you – you should have bit. Weren't you thinking about outbidding the Jags there? Yeah. Hey, that really, hey, that started everything. Christian yeah. Kirk should feel very good about what he did for the business of wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly. Absolutely. That became a, oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> that is, he legit- but, hey, Christian Kirk is a great guy. Like, really one of the best guys around. He is not only from Arizona, which was hard to lose a guy like that that's from your hometown, but he is a quality human being. Great player. And the Jags are like, hey, we need you in here to reestablish whatever the hell we're going to do. And that's a good deal. But it did set in motion all the other, Devontae and yep. Tyreek and then now Debo and AJ. I mean, there has been a full, it has happened with the, the wide receivers. You're going to have to deal with that, huh? You're just going to have to ride the flows of the market is at every position, right? Because it feels like salary cap is only going this way. Okay, salary cap's only going this way with maybe Apple getting involved. Maybe, who knows who else getting involved. There's going to be a lot of money. I feel like every position is going to go. Do you guys just have to ride the market and ride the waves, or how do you set that? I would say this, too. The one thing that's interesting that people probably don't talk about enough is your drafting trends. And I started to think about, you know, when you're drafting players and you're building your board, putting more of an emphasis on those positions that are almost impossible to sign to second contracts, the corners, the left tackles, the, you know what I mean? A, a, a putting more of a um, emphasis on those spots uh, just because they are so hard to not only keep, uh, but to pay that kind of money. It feels like the last few years, the wide receivers coming into the NFL have been more NFL ready than they ever have been in the past. Seven on right. sevens and all the years of content. You think that is going to be a continued trend here? I don't think there's any question. I mean, what was it this year? We were at 23, and we sort of anticipated the board going like it did. I think it was five receivers taken before the 23rd pick. It's only going to keep doing that, you think, huh? Yeah, I think so. I do. Because the one thing about it is, and then here's my opinion about this, is there's, there's such a limited amount of talented corners 
that now all of a sudden you have three and four wide receiver teams that have explosiveness and talent like I feel like we do. When you get down to your third and fourth corner, it's a complete mismatch. Yeah, you gotta have like six corners in the or you gotta have six right. yeah, you gotta have six members in the secondary that can really lock down, especially in the important games. So that's what right. you're saying about the draft emphasis on corners and wide receivers and left tackles. Yeah. It's a transition, isn't it? And as being an old meathead, it feels like the game is wide open. Is it cyclical or do you think this is gonna be the game now with the way the rules are? It's it's constantly evolving and changing. I would say the rules are, are, are good for the, the athletes because it protects them a little more. Now the odd thing is is being a, a guy that played in the offensive line to, to to see a player went through college for four years and never once got in a three point stance. That's pretty odd. Ah, you get pissed, I bet. <laughs> I, you get absolutely furious. It, it doesn't make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, AJ. Steve, when you think back uh, back before you drafted Kyler, like how early on did you know? Hey, one hundred percent, this is the guy. So, um, you know, obviously making that decision after having a coach for one year, a quarterback for one year, and taking him in the top ten, um, it was difficult because, you know, your ego gets in the way and you don't want to admit to a mistake. Yet at the same time, you know, it's those opportunities in life when you have to take some risk. And when has anybody ever uh, become rich not taking risks? You know what I mean? You've got to be able to put them out there to, to, to get something going. And, and I just – I was watching Nick Bosa left and right and uh, – I fell in love with him, and, and next thing you know, I didn't even want to watch Kyler. And I started watching him against Alabama, and the second half he like launched one 65 off his left foot, and it looked like a shortstop throwing somebody out at home, and it just – Perfect pass, touchdown. And I'm like, oh, shit, i got to take this guy. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many humans can do this particular move right here. And then there's always been the flashes of like, oh, this guy is the next guy. This guy is the next guy. I would assume, as you guys chat, he has to be – like, is he taking massive steps? As a, does he know that, hey, he can be the fucking guy? Like, I've never chatted with him really more. Do you, yeah. do you get a sense that Kyler knows that he can be the fucking guy? Because everybody on earth, I think, believes that right now. He, he does. And he, he's a football junkie. That's the one thing about him. He loves watching film of players. And he'll shoot me texts before the draft or we'll talk about guys that he likes. And it's exciting because, you know, to me, the great ones, the guys who are really bought in um, – really have that mindset that they want they want to have other good players around them they want to build something special and uh again i think he's that kind of guy great leadership i'm excited to see what you guys do with him long term last question here steve we can't thank you enough for your time go ahead tom steve there's been a lot of new gm hires in the last year or two um do you already know those guys like building relationships because they've been in the league for a while and and do you have to like immediately call them congratulate them because you may be doing business with them soon Yes, uh, that, that you know we generally I do know uh, most of them. There have been a couple of the last few years that have been hired that I wasn't um, familiar with, but you get to know them pretty quickly at owners' meetings and and those sort of things. But uh, it's uh, it's interesting because it's a uh, you know in this business it's it's constantly moving parts and uh, it's like a turnstile for GMs and it's getting harder and harder because people's expectations are so high that they don't want to hear about rebuild they don't want to hear so you have to make it happen now and if you don't you're going to be out of a job yeah it feels like you guys have taken that run with that and you're ready to go can't wait to watch your team thank you for your time I hope, where are you at are you uh, at the league meetings are you over there are you back in arizona no i, I got back last night so i'm in arizona man you're paradise over there huh cabo tomorrow Oh. oh, hell yeah. Good for you, man. Ladies and gentlemen, John Andrew of the Cardinals, Steve Kahn. Thank you. So did Dan Patrick get an Emmy? No. No. I, actually, what? we had we had Schrager on, 
And there's a little bit of an internet thing going about Dan Patrick's show still not winning an Emmy after all these years, and they definitely deserve her on their side. Now, also a fan of Rich Eisen and the Rich Eisen show and Good Morning Football. So a lot of tough shows to pick from. Yeah. Up, up to all win. That's right. You know what we didn't talk about was uh, apparently the massive audio issues they had at the sports oh, yeah. Emmys. Yeah, that's right. Wait, there's an, ex- like a, there's an award show where they do it? Yo. Are you nuts? What show happened? the photo. Can you show the photo of yeah, Good Morning show Football? The photo. Show the photo of Good Morning Football. They had a red carpet and everything. What are you talking about? Come Everybody on. was stunting. Oh, they like, yeah, I was the fucking Oscars, the dude. Situation. Bro, people were stunting. Look, Look at that. that. Dressed to the nines. Wow, okay. Everybody's there. Literally, he said everybody was there that they were in front of accepting the award, giving a speech for. Okay. That's awesome. I can really imagine us all traveling there and going and sitting in the audience. Yeah. AJ. <laughs> AJ. What? It's a prestigious fucking award. You hear no, me? No, I know. That's what no, I'm saying. Yeah. 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 I oh, bet. That's what I I'm bet. Saying. would never be just, this building. You know that. Bro, you you didn't hear Shregs in the first hour, so you have no idea. He was out till 3 a.m. Yeah. Partying. It's a big the deal. After parties? Yeah. 50 producers behind Wait, did the they not work? The, did they not go on the air this morning? Oh, Shregs is a fucking gamer. He was on air this yeah, morning. for him. Yeah, woke Shregs, up with the two of them. He was in a mood, too, on the show. It was kind of nice. I enjoyed it. Our show, I mean. I'm happy they won, though. I'm happy that they won. I think yeah. that show has obviously revolutionized everything. Aren't there other categories, too, though, where Dan Patrick could have won or whatever? Well, the Dan Patrick show. So Dan Patrick has won in the past, I do believe. The Dan Patrick show has never won. And I think we can all say they've set a hell of a standard on Daily Show operation. You know what I mean? I mean, the whole the Danettes crew, even though... Peter Loft. Yeah. He's now with Mick Maggie. Mick and Maggie. Mm-hmm. They still put in a lot of work, a lot of hours. They... But Good Morning Football has two. So who would we be to judge the winner and not the other? So I hope everybody wins. That's right. Next year. Next even, being, year. even being nominated is a win. Yeah. 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 True. Kidding me? Honor in that. Getting to be in that building at that thing, what an honor. Yeah. What an honor. Right? Yeah. Yep, I'm sure. I mean, we would fit right in. So, yeah, I can't wait till next year. Imagine us getting nominated, which I think you have to submit yourself for. Mm-hmm. Well, the networks have to submit, which we are not a part of one. So right. we would, if, if I would have to basically submit us in to win an award about ourselves. Yep. And everybody hears how I talk about this show. There's no way I'm going to say this should win an award. Yeah. This awesome. show should not win an award. But if we were nominated, okay, if mm-hmm. we not, were nominated, think about how pissed I would be that we would have to fucking go to that thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. And show up probably like they'd be like, hey, the show starts at 8. We're going to need you there at 3.15. To do yeah, what? I, I would love to watch your face. Yeah, to, to talk to who? Well, blah, blah, blah. It's, I nah. hate that person. Nope. I'm, not, I'm not talking to that person. What are you talking Well, we need, need you here all day for the press beforehand as well. It's like, who are we? What's going on here? Are we definitely winning? Or are we potentially? Well, we can't give away the winners. Right. I'll tell you what. You make me do this whole song and dance. And I don't win. We don't. <laughs> I'm never coming back. I am. I'm not doing it. The question you- is, though, I want to wa- see. So whatever, say... You everyone submits themselves like they submit clips, the right? Networks, these the networks, the, the, the shows themselves. I don't think they. Maybe some of the editors on the show cut the clips, but it's the networks that submit it all. Yeah. Okay. I would like to compare the clips we would send in compared to the other clips. That's what would be the show. I think us right selecting which clips we should send in is a full. That's a full thing in of itself. Yeah. Like I mean, that, how do you do that? I think obviously we have to chat People. about you announcing that Aaron Rodgers is vaccinated True. the other day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to be on board with that. No, I think it gets that's. Right, we yeah, let's pick. I no, mean, that's good. Yeah, 
It's also the hardest part because as soon as the show ends, we have no idea what the hell we were just talking Correct. about. Yeah, we're kind of going to a zone for three hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Forget about everything. So I don't know how if it's even feasible because we wouldn't know what we just talked about. Wild times. We ain't ever going to win one or be nominated. No. So everybody that is nominated, congratulations. Enjoy. That's off. Yeah. We'll never be there. No, maybe. I mean, maybe. Maybe we would like it. Trey said it was a good time. That he? meal no. is probably pretty good, I would guess. What do we have to get all dressed up? Is it a full song and dance? Everybody got to wear. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sure, it looks like it. Yeah, we out. can treat it like the Met Gala. I'm out. We can treat this like the Met Gala. Yeah, you get a custom. It's our Met Gala. Oh, is it an old fashioned fit off? Oh, we, is, that, yeah. is that what's happening, Gump? Sounds about right to me. Pa. Yeah, it does. Sign no. us up. Sign us up. All right, I will next year. I'll try to at least. I won't. We'll see. There's zero we'll see. chance of me yeah. doing that. I'm good. Not AJ. I'd go dressed as a clown though. Just full garb. That's your fashion, though. Like you're like John Wayne Gacy. Oh yes. Yeah. All right, I guess From I'm not Waterloo, doing Waterloo, Iowa. No, I guess I'm not doing no. Hi, I'm a Waterloo clown. Call me J Dub G. I don't think I'm going to do that now. Why not? I thought that's what you were doing. Oh, yeah. I was, well, I guess when you when the first thought is John Wayne Gacy, I usually just say, "Okay, I just won't do that." Then. Well, you you said clown. So. Yeah, but clown was my the first one. Wait, balloons. Yeah. Well, I think John Wayne Gacy did do balloons. Oh, yeah. That's why I guess I'm out, because I wasn't thinking about John Wayne Gacy. Balloon animals, yeah. Hey, how about you getting complimented by uh, GM of the Cardinals about your bucket? Yeah, that was pretty cool. That is cool. It's awesome. Yeah, I think he watches the show. Goomp looks great today. He does. He just got his hair did. You know, Thank you, AJ. That lineup, Goomp, that high lineup on your cheek. Last cut in America. Thank you. Oh, no. Got to try and look as good as possible these next few days, AJ. Yeah, he's got to get back by next week. You need to look as American as you can, Goomp. Well, I, mean, I don't know what that means, but there's that nobody mean? knows what the fuck's going on. I got an email last night. I'm more confused than ever. Uh-oh. This guy's in a blender. He Hi. sent the email to me. I was also in a blender. Who was, <laughs> who was the exact opposite of what we were fucking told last week? Dude, it's just it feels like these lawyers. I don't know. They like to gossip with each other. These things. These things. <laughs> I don't understand. What do you mean? Right. One lawyer has obviously just bobbled the entire thing. This entire time. Have they admitted it? No. Nor will they ever. What are you talking about? No. But we've paid them mightily. Not as much as Antslant was making off our shit, but (laughs) we have paid them. We have paid them pretty mightily, okay? They send us uh, an update on what was supposed to happen. Something got lost in their files for two months, so there was a deadline that was missed by them. But uh, this needed to be done like two months ago. Well, you didn't send it. You literally and there's a whole trail of the emails of when they were sent, dates, uh, deadlines, everything like that. So they completely fucked this up, completely. And I should just say their name, you know, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Good vibes. I want to be because who knows whose fault this was? Maybe they have a lot of situations going on and they just fucked up. Whatever the case, they have screwed our guy here. So then we go to a new, uh, we're like, hey, we feel like we're in the middle of this. We got to do this. What do you think we should do? Ah, uh, you might at this point, uh, the deadline, when's the deadline? Like next week. They're saying like it's next week. They're like, uh, maybe go back, restart the process or whatever. It's like, well, that's from the beginning. Is this going to be a whole thing yet? No, it'll be much more efficient this time. Then last night an email comes and goes, oh, we don't know. We don't know. Which which group? The new one. The new one said, maybe finish what you started with the old one and see what happens. Which, by the way, deadline coming very soon. So we are sticking with the the (laughs) old ones, but there's a very good chance that nothing's going to happen, that deadline's going to come, and now Gumpy's what? A fugitive on the run? (laughs) Like, what the fuck, dude? Love that. 
I don't. I mean, it makes neither. no sense. I don't like that at all. You fuck. Yeah, I don't like that at all. What's that all about? Gumpy's Gumpy's been a champion gambler for us. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's been a champion worker yeah. for us. He, if he becomes an international fugitive too, and you get fucking Interpol on his ass, That'd be you get awesome. some agents from Berlin over here to take him out. So I think oh, next mama. Wednesday is by the time he has to be home. If this thing doesn't work or whatever, and by work I mean I think they just have to file it with a brain. I think. <laughs> So there's a chance that he won't have to leave by Wednesday. Yes, there is oh, good. a chance. Good. <laughs> if history tells us anything about this particular set of lawyers. Yeah. yeah. But you're telling me there's a chance. The there, biggest is, con- there, is, there is a chance. The concern is if you saw the file that was sent in the application for the visa, you would know that there is no hope that this thing goes through. It's almost like they botched it on purpose. Yeah. And Conspiracy? I'm, Why? Well, that's the thing. Who knows? Are we getting... They put his legal name as Bubba Gumpino. My name is Kyle Gump on the application. Like, it's not even fucking... That's not his real name. <laughs> so maybe I don't have to fucking leave because no. nobody knows I'm fucking hold here. On, hold on, just just a follow-up? <laughs> that's not real. That's, that's fucking real. We don't find out about that until months that's later. That's fucking right. real, dude. Months Every right. email they've ever sent since Kyle Gump. I literally emailed them. I said, my name is Kyle Cathcart, you fuck. And they say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck! And then the, they, we don't see... We didn't see the thing they sent until months later. Like, you actually filed that? Yeah. Yeah, it's Kyle Gump. You're the Kyle Gump file? It has been a full comedy of errors. Like, I that think- alone, that alone will mess the whole process up. I know, yeah. like, yeah, they, my name, my name, my full name on my license is Aaron. If someone puts me in for a flight, like if I don't make AJ. a flight for some reason, they put in AJ. It throws a whole wrench. I almost don't get on any flight. So they got the wrong name. They have no idea what deadlines are, and then they just say, "Yeah, we'll accept your check, though." <laughs> it's been a fucking full work. We got work. I mean, the wrong name—that's that, a bit concerning. <laughs> and then I'll stop finding out until like. Way after, I mean, what is Gump's name, by the way? Kyle. Kyle. Just said it. He likes Monster Energy drinks and riding dirt bikes. Fuck off. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Don't ever call me Kyle. So you never sent like legal <laughs> documents to people. You've ever I sent them my fuck. You have to send your passport, dude. The start of the file is my password. Says my fucking name, Bro, they, and then the application says Kyle Gump right under the password. It is the most it's abomination. Opera- yes. Operation I've ever seen in my life. At least they got Kyle. They did have screenshots of my Twitter with fucking ads on it. Yeah, I mean, there's. For what reason? Because he. he To show show that he is working. So now, not only is this company, (laughs) these lawyers, not able to get his name right, we find out months later, they also have no idea what our business is. And I don't think anybody in this particular field understands this business. So it's like explaining the modern world to <laughs> said people who then have to go pitch it to people that definitely don't know. No chance. And then they just, you know, it gets lost in the files somehow. It's like, this has been a shit show. Yeah, train wreck. So I think it, and that, this sounds terrible, and I don't want this to happen, okay? We will miss you. But I think you going back and restarting this whole process almost might be worth it with these fucking idiots that we've been dealing with this entire time and paying, which is a shame. Mm-hmm. Long run, it is. It makes a lot more sense. It, it makes sounds like if sense. you stay with these guys, all you're basically doing is prolonging them being like, ah, absolutely not. Yeah, because you can get an extendo. We could probably get an extendo too on next week if we really wanted to. I'd assume that's kind of how everything works in that world. 
but also like how much longer are we just kicking a can down the road and getting charged for it? Because if the application stinks, the application yeah, stinks. It's a toxic that. relationship. They ask for more information, but well, it's like, what are you going to provide? You couldn't even get my name right, please. In fairness, uh, in my phone, he is Kyle Gump. My, well, my, my phone is Gump well. Canada for me. <laughs> is he? Yeah. <laughs> Never forget it? Nope. In, in fairness, a, I don't know anybody's name on this whole show. True. There's a Gump Iowa too. That's in your phone. It's different to Gump. What do you say, you? I, the only you got two Gump. The only name I'm confident with is yours that I know on this right. show. We know your name, Tone. Yeah. Tone's name is Tone. Well, Connor's okay. name, Connor. Connor. Yep. Okay. Ty. Con. Ty. Mm-hmm. Nick. Frank. Okay. Zito. Zito. Nobody, nobody knows. Don't know. That's not it. See, that's the thing. Now, like if, if Zito was trying to get into town from Canada, you know, and we had to correct un, unravel that story, oh. I feel like we'd be rather, you know, fuck this one. This guy painted ships for 16 years in the same town that he grew up in. This is where he's from. Just fucking this is where he's at. Check him out. COVID happened. And just let him in. <laughs> just let the fucking let in. guy in. Simple. We're gonna miss you, go. Yeah. But nobody nobody has any connections to Trudeau or anyone up there? All right. Oh, to there goes. All right. We did talk about, though, timing-wise, it's not as terrible as it could be because it's not football season. Yeah. Back before football. And it sounds like if it was done properly from the beginning, you should be able to be back before football season, even though this one has taken a year and a half, yeah. two years. And that's the most important thing. Uh, COVID did logjam everything, though, too, that whole process. Yeah, yeah big time. I told him not to use the typewriter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 typewriter is a problem. I mean, as soon as you put it in, you lose it. We're going to miss you, dude. You hear me, Gump? Miss you, Gump. It's a good run. It's a good run. Love you, Gump. Love, Love you, Gump. Gump. It's a necessity, though, so there ain't shit we can do about it. So you're just going to have to make the most of it, pal. It sounds yeah. like it. Downtown boys are in shambles. The DTB. <laughs> Does this new lawyer have like a high winning percentage? Is like, is that a thing you can ask for? So this new lawyer um, was given to us by a much more reputable That's good. human, I believe. Okay. I I don't think the person that got us this first one has been taking the task quite enough. Oh, Gumpy's uh, been licking his chops to do so. I mean, I let us say the word. I'll let nah, it nah, <laughs> I'm just in my head. In my, no, 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 no. I'm not getting into all this. Goop, into all send this. me a text, Goop. <laughs> all right, all right, well, all right. I mean, that's okay. We just can't get into it. I can do it, right? Well, no. no. I don't know, man. You can do whatever you want. You're part of the, of the show, you know? Just don't no, steal our shit. You know what I mean? Do just it. don't steal our shit. The thing for today, don't steal our shit. Mm-hmm. thing for today, perspective what are we dedicating your life to what are you thinking about what is the future look like you know shape all that stuff when it happens stop stealing our shit that's the show i think good message hell yeah aj you have a motivational speech to give or are you just gonna sing bye 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 in the mirror like you were in college <laughs> i mean i know so if i was in the weight room you know in in the middle of a performance of bye 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 and a big group of recruits walked in i would definitely continue my performance too. <laughs> yeah. okay yeah that's what he was saying so it did happen like I said, great song. Didn't happen. Wasn't me, but hey. Was it story. Bob? Was it Bob? Could have been Bob. It very well could have been, yeah. So you two both had long hair. He said right? I was yeah. deadlifting too at the time. Yeah, I mean, I, de- I don't deadlift too often. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just saying, there's just not that just didn't happen. AJ but. didn't even put his hands up for Wiz Khalifa five feet in front of him. So. <laughs> yeah, I did. There's video proof. No. 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 There's a photo. And a screen grab. 
No, yeah, that's what there is. There's a photo of you going, stop fucking. <laughs> that's all you did. That's all you did. You know, because we were like, hey, lift your fucking. Hey, come on. Wiz Khalifa has told you directly, put your hands up. Put, put your, your hands up. He <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. I did it. He also he thought Marantzi was going to take a swing at him when he came in so aggressively. <laughs> hey, AJ's react. Yeah, AJ just had to compliment the jacket 45 times. Yeah, yeah that's it. I'm the only hey, guy talking about Evil your- Knievel out hey, there, yeah, man. Here it is. Yep. All right, we're out of here. Hammer Dines in 15 minutes at YouTube.com forward slash Hammer Dines. Let's do one last phone call here on the phones. Uh, let's go to Jake in Arizona. Jake, what's going on in the 5 Energy phone line? Pat, boys, how's it going? It's going. Hello? Oh, no. Keep it. Yikes. Yeah, great to see you, Jake. Jake, great to see you, man. Great to hear from you over there in Arizona. We were singing the state's praises just a little bit ago. I hope you heard that. Steve Kahn was awesome. I don't know if you're a Cardinals fan. Feels like everybody that calls into this show is from a place and they're not a fan of the team that they're a part of. So I feel like they've been giving their takes for a long time against their friends that are fans of teams. That's why they're more confident to call into shows and give their takes because they're used to the, the natural give and take of that. Are you a Cardinals fan in Arizona or, or are you not? Funny enough, I am not, and that's actually why I am calling in today. Yeah. Shout out my boy. Don't be back there. I feel bad to hear about the situation going on. Hope you're all right. Love you, I'm representing the fish down in Miami, baby. The hey, here we go. Oh, yeah. 2023 Super Bowl champions coming up here. You like and, the uh, Dolphins? You're happy I with where they are? Hell yeah, I'm happy with it. This growth <laughs> we've seen the past few years and these acquisitions we've been making this offseason, how could I not be happy with it? Okay. And especially after the announcement of the death of the Patriots, I mean, it's... It's looking like smooth sailing we got here coming up, boys. That a baby Jake in Arizona talking about Tom E. Kern, boots on the ground in New England, saying, oh, eight and nine. Yeah. Eight and nine. Does that mean that the Dolphins are going to go? Tyreek Hill was talking about two of his passes uh, yesterday, I believe, at OTAs. Great quote, great clip. Uh, he kind of backed off at the end because it did – you know, sound like a lot of ball describing. And Tyreek Hill was like, hey, I love the guy, but let's talk about this football. Let's keep it in football. Here's what Tyreek Hill said about two. I remember the reason why he's talking about this is because one of the first videos that was posted to the internet from the Dolphins was Tua appearing to underthrow Tyreek Hill in practice. They could have been working on their timing. There could have been a strong headwind. There could have been a lot of things that went wrong, but the internet reacted exactly how the internet would always react in this situation. The Tua haters came out loud. Now Tyreek Hill is talking about his relationship with Tua, and this is what he had to say about his ball. Mentioned Tua, what do you think of the way the ball comes from him to uh, lefty instead of righty? The Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it's nothing. It's nothing weird. You know, at first I thought it was going to be something crazy, the ball going all over the place. But Tua actually has, you know, probably one of the prettiest balls I've ever caught in my life. So, um, <laughs> it's, it's very catchable. I don't want to continue because the more I talk, the more it sounds weird. So, Tua is a, a very accurate quarterback. That's all I'm saying. He's got great balls. All right. That's awesome. Let's keep right in real time. In yeah, the yeah. moment. That's my favorite part. So, Tua is a lefty as opposed to Mahomes being a righty. So, the ball turns over the opposite direction. Tyreek Hill, though, was a punt returner. So, he's very used to this type of thing with a lefty punter and a righty punter. I assume the only thing they got to get used to is the timing and where the ball has to go. I see no reason why Tua and Tyreek Hill can't just continue to have the same success that Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill had, especially if McDaniel is going to be creative as fuck in the offense like Andy Reid did with Tyreek Hill. You had Waddle in there. Are you guys going to be a wagon, pal? 
It's exciting. Gasicki, great player, obviously. Yeah. Are you gonna? Are you guys gonna be a fucking wagon in Miami? It's time to go. I mean, most excited I've ever been about a Finns team in my uh, my life here. Hey, Tone, how did you feel about him saying it's the most catchable ball he's ever seen? It's, it's well, a catchable I, ball. It, it might be number two. Because Nate Peterman throws the most catchable ball in the history of the NFL, so it's fucking fucking crazy. But was it six pick sixes in one half? No, it was five interceptions in a half. I don't think they six all total. went back to the half or went back to the house. But also, I'm not going to disagree with Tyreek Hill because he's fucking yoked right now, and I'm not going to I'm not going to disagree with him. Tyreek is, yeah. Oh yeah, he's look at him. Pictures on the internet yesterday. Fucking looking like Tebow when he showed up for Jags. Just look at his arms. Play, that terrible that tight end. Yeah, but hasn't he always? I thought he has always been. Yoked. Rather yoked. Well, he a, even put a tweet out about it. Like he was pumped about how he's looked. Oh, hey, I'm shredded right now. I think he said, "Do I look thick or did I put on?" I don't. Know, I can't remember. Exactly. I think the most impressive thing about Tyreek Hill, and this is going to be tough to do because he's the most explosive player to ever play in the NFL. I believe that. I might be wrong. I know people talk about Randy Moss. Randy Moss, game changer, my favorite player growing up. Absolute superstar. Best wide receiver of all time. He and Tyreek Hill, vastly different football players. Tyreek Hill can literally get out of a phone booth if he had to. Not that Randy Moss couldn't, but he just didn't do it whenever he was playing. It was mostly him taking the top off of defenses. Tyreek Hill's ability for the mid-range jumper all the way down to the go routes to the pre-snap things. He's just he's incredibly impossible to keep up with. His durability... With how explosive he is, with how quick he is, how fast he is, how many times he gets the ball, his ability to miss hits, how often he has, you know, played, I think is very impressive to me. Because every once in a while you'll see him, like, come up limping. It's like, well, with somebody that, that that's that fast, that explosive, the style of running that he is, that has to be a hamstring, it has to be a quad, has to be something. He has somehow maintained health and continue to dominate in the style that he plays, I think that is one of the most impressive things in my eyes, personally. Oh, I think it's awesome. Like, his durability, when he, he is, someone is that explosive, you would think, like, all right, he's going to have, like, hamstring, groin, like, all these all these soft tissue things. Also, like, your ligaments sometimes. Like, when you're that explosive, a lot of times, like, humans aren't meant to move like that. Like, he can move. So your body, you know, falls apart. But this dude, obviously, is super tough and works his balls off and, and it shows i think i love it i think it's fun to see a guy as talented as fun to watch as him but also has that mentality like hey i'm not coming out and i'm gonna score every touchdown every time i touch the ball i'm scored i assume he put on weight for some reason he assume he put on muscle for some reason he had to think of something as he's getting older like hey i might not be the four two guy anymore i might be four three but there's going to be maybe some different things I'm going to do here, or maybe he just wanted to get fucking shredded. Yeah, which I respect and I love both of them. I wish I could look like Tyreek Hill. I wish I could run. Yeah, yeah. there like it is. Hill. Yeah, mm-hmm. bingo. How cool would that be? I can't really imagine it. Other professional athletes, like the best athletes on on earth, corners. Yeah, you know the hardest position. You have to be the most athletic and everything like that. And he literally has gloves that is just the peace sign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm gonna run right fucking by you. There's people running four threes. He's just, see you later. What a life that had to be. Think about growing up, especially in the world that we understand football is, always races. Yeah. The person that's the fastest team, by the way, immediately popular, immediately the most pressure on as well, because at any given moment could get tried. He's won them all throughout his entire career in both Little League, Pop Warner, junior high, high school, college, the NFL. Anybody can fucking get it. He has to love practice. Love Mm practice. Conditioning situations, just an absolute stud. Good for Miami, man. I'm fucking happy for you guys. I mean, Leckler, who kicked balls to the fastest people on the planet for 20 years, said, no, this this guy, though, is much different. Have you... Hey, Pat, how you... 
Hey, have you punted the fucking Chiefs yet? You guys played the Chiefs yet? <laughs> no, that fucking guy's different back there now. Listen, you take the snap, you turn right to the sideline, and you punt that ball into the fucking stands, Pat. You hear me? That guy's different. That guy, I punt the ball, maybe one of my best balls of the year, right on the on the ticks over there on the sideline. By the time I jogged five yards down the field, that motherfucker was on the other sideline coming the other way. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Kick the ball directly out of bounds with him. He's different. That was when I think, you know, the eye opener, like, oh, everybody respects this guy's. Everybody. He's still been able to do it. Nothing but respect for his ability on the field, AJ. Well, he, they talk about people that are sudden. Like, he is so sudden, but he also has that straight line speed. The thing about him, yeah, he runs by dudes, but he could be running full speed. It feels like absolutely come to a complete stop, let guys run by him, and then, oh, he's like playing games with them. And then, they're, then he restarts again, and he's at full speed within a half a step, I feel. Like. Well, and then he just runs out of bounds, and then he, like, throws the ball to the ref while looking yeah. at the people, and then he's just jogging. He never gets tired, it looks like. And he jogs all the way back to the huddle. He listens for, like, three seconds, and then he jogs, and then he's in motion. Then he does it again, then he stops, and he just, like, everybody's – and he's just jogging by him. It's – it's miraculous, the athlete that he is. Yeah, that's why I don't know if even, like, the deep ball stuff really matters with Tua. Like, if you get him in mismatches anywhere, like, he, he's the kind of guy who anytime he catches, like, a slant, he could go score right Which away. is what Tua is. Yeah, the RPO. Right. Right? Isn't that, like, Tua's thing? Yeah. Waddle get the has, ball, yeah. Get the ball yeah, to your Waddle. playmakers in Waddle. space. Waddle. Like, that's what McDaniel wants to do. Yeah, shots at Waddle, dude. <laughs> Fucking Waddle's a player. He's a stud. Yeah. You guys on primetime games? How many primetime games for Miami? Uh, no Monday nighters. I think a Sunday and a Thursday. Oh, that's Tyreek Hill two times? Yeah, we even had a Monday nighter last year. It was kind of odd. Bro, Tyreek Hill only two times? Yeah. That doesn't sound. What's that about? Maybe they'll, maybe they'll get flexed maybe later flexed. on. Oh, they'll get yeah, flexed. Just two primetime games. Ain't nobody going to watch a fucking Dolphins game national. Nice. No. Like, nobody's, like, going on to Sunday ticket. Like, oh, give me the fucking Dolphins game. Yeah, I mean, the Bills and the Pats both have five. Five? Uh-huh. Oh. What if the Pats are not good? We'll what if they get flexed out. out of a game? Yeah, then we'll get Are you saying out. that because Tommy Curran? That's the only reason I'm even asking that. <laughs> I have faith in Bill. Straight shooter. Well, and that's, uh, yeah, that was awesome. That's the thing about the Dolphins is, like, I definitely do think they're good, but, like, for the next five to seven years, the Super Bowl favorite and the MVP favorite are the other team, the Bills. Like, you're not really looking to Miami because of how good Buffalo is. Two prime. I'm, like, bummed. That Tyreek Hill only gets two primetime games. They're, Never going to see him. They're going to get flexed. They'll, they'll be a uh, Bills. No, but if their record isn't. Yeah, yeah but you got to assume they got, with. They what, got the Finns do have a tough schedule. Everyone yeah, AFC NFC East does. is playing the AFC North and the NFC North. Bro, I love watching that guy play football. I know. Yeah. Let's go. Let's get flexed, huh? Come on. Monday or Sunday. Yeah. Any day of the week. Monday or Sunday. All right, Hammer Don's in 15, 20 minutes at youtube.com forward slash Hammer. Don. We'll see you tomorrow. We appreciate you so much. I believe we announced all the winners from last mm-hmm. week's giveaways. Yep. We'll have another giveaway tomorrow. And, uh, you know, think about life. Enjoy it. Let's try to. Because we have no idea what the fuck is going to happen, mm-hmm. honestly. So let's try to enjoy our, our being, our existence here. And I can't thank you all enough. See you tomorrow.